Yo. What's good? What's good? What's good? Uh, I, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but like, that game was fucking crazy. Bro. I, I woke up, bro, and it was, oh my goodness, bro. I seen how Clay sold, uh, John Moran was going, bro. Jordan Poole almost had a 40 point triple double. Right. But, all right. So, again, we'll get into it later, but it's like, literally everybody on the Warriors, basically except for JP, sold in this game. Mm-hmm. Curry sold hard. Clay sold hell hard. Basically, literally, Draymond and Loki sold in the first half, too, with that, uh, the, the playground. But, like, he had a which, which even then, like, that's still kind of questionable to me. Like, I get the, the jersey pool, but it's like, I think he could have got he could have got away with the flagrant one, right? But like I said, you know, and Wait, I'm not gonna get was it a flagrant too? Yeah, they called it a flagrant too. Wow, I'm not gonna lie, that That's sounds a, hella political because the way the NBA treats Draymond is players with a reputation, to be honest. Yeah, like I said, if if that had been like Otto Porter, they probably would have called it a flagrant. Oh yeah, flagrant one, you know, just don't do it again type shit. But nah, yeah, bro. It is. but it's Draymond, so of course they got to be extra. That's crazy, bro. I'm not. <laughs> Yo, oh my. Yeah, they they called that a two, which again, I I don't. But I, when they said it was a, a hit to the face, I was like, where? Because they showed the play, and then they showed a replay. And I'm like, I, again, I see the jersey pull, but where is the, the hit to the face? That, the face, right. Yeah, it's like, literally. Because, again, every angle they showed, they showed, like, three or four different angles of the, of the play, especially at halftime. They did it at nauseum. But, in the like I said, literally, they showed, like, four angles of the play, and nowhere he hits them in the face. And I'm just sitting there confused as fuck, like, like this is this is what we're doing now, type shit. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah, I, I would understand. I'm not gonna lie, the NBA, their recent reputation has not really been, you know, the best. It's not uh, the way they've been calling games, the fouls they've been getting. Like I saw, um, this is just off the top of my head. I saw Demarcus Cousins get a technical for literally nothing. That's. <laughs> And, and yeah, it was in the against the Warriors. I mean, he yeah. like and he, he probably might have looked at Draymond, but he didn't say anything. He didn't push him. He literally right. had it. He put his hands up immediately, and then they called him for a tech. And I was like, "Yo, I understand he has a reputation, but Demarcus Cousins is yeah. a little bit too out of his prime to be acting like he should be getting technicals. He knows better." Word. Like I said, yeah, Boogie has a, has a reputation, but that reputation was in like 2017. Like, at, <laughs> but at the latest, exactly. Listen, it's been I, I, I think that's the the. Uh, it, it's been a minute since I've seen under Marcus Cousins technical. Thinking about it, word. Like I said, every Demarcus Cousins technical, I feel like happened with the Kings. Yeah, which in that case, you kind of understand why he pissed the fuck off. But it's like, well, I I tell like ninety percent of them because he he picked up a few here and there with the Pelicans. Where, like I said, well, I think I forgot, was it Buddy Hewitt, I think, where he punched in a dick or something like that? Or was it oh, the other um, 
I, I, I remember. Yeah, I think it was he was with the uh shoot. That was the year he got traded. But it was like because yeah. I remember yeah, they got traded for each other and I was like, like yeah, that makes sense. But it's like I do remember vividly he punched somebody in the dick and got a technical for it. But then it's like, why would you even punch why are you even punching people in the dick? <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> like I said, that's just that's just excessive as fuck. What, what do you, that's, but yeah. I, I, we all had a lot of questions about why Boogie did some of the things that he did. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, I feel like a lot of that was just him in that organization. Just he was mad, yeah, bro. Because I'm, I'm not gonna lie, if I got drafted to the Kings, I probably would have be having some emotional problems too. If I got drafted to the Kings, became a superstar, and they did nothing to help me win, I'd be mad as fuck too. And I'm like, not gonna lie, Boogie has every right to be mad after they wasted his best years. Literally, they gave this, they gave this nigga said uh, Rajon Rondo and Willie Cauley Stein <laughs> said this will do. Is <laughs> that is that big fella? If you can't win with this, I, I don't know what to tell you. Or Omri Caspi playing 30 minutes a game, head ass. It's like, hey, say, if you can't. The, who, okay, before we get into this, who was the best player that the Kings got for Demarcus Cousins? I think that ass it was washed Rondo. I, I, I think it was Rondo too. That was easily the best, by far the best player they got for him. And even then, it's Rondo at his peak worst as a player. Yeah, like bro. now, at least you know he can. He's IQ basically like a yeah, coach. Like shoot, bro. But like him as a starting point guard, I think that was his peak worst as like I said as a starting point guard. But and that was the best player they got for him. Yeah, bro. They that has their their way of wanting the win with Demarcus Cousins was drafting his replacement. Think about that. No, literally, because they drafted Willie Cauley Stein right after him. Yeah, and then they got fucking Papayanis. I think was the year after that. Bro, I remember was, when they got Papayanis, and people were, people saw Giannis in his name and were like, "Oh yeah, this kid, he's gonna yeah. he's gonna <laughs> help Demarcus Cousins." Imagine this is like seeing a white Giannis and Demarcus Cousins together, bro. I don't even know if he's still in the league. He's not. That nigga's playing in Europe. I, I saw like a video. Like I don't I don't remember where I saw it. It might have been it might have been on Instagram. But like I think he's what, he's what playing. He a first round draft pick. He was a he was a lottery pick. He was picked at like nine. Yep. See, Kings usually making them shitty ass picks. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I said, there's a there will be a whole episode basically dedicated to that. Like the Kings fucking over Demarcus Cousins. That's, <laughs> that's probably that's probably a YouTube video. Bro, I'm not gonna lie. The best player Demarcus Cousins played with was a player that they probably didn't even mean to draft, Isaiah Thomas. Right. I hey. just remembered that. But but he's the oh, yeah, pick, yeah. so does that's that like, even really count? I guess he was good for a year there. Like that's he ever like, and, yeah. and, and then he got traded to the Suns, right? Yeah, for nothing. And then that's when like he No, nah, really nah, yeah, no, that's when they traded him for Marcus Thornton. Yeah, exactly. Nothing. They gave they traded him. Yeah, bro. Yeah. See, the Kings, Mark, Kings making Mark. smart moves. You, you see a player with value, you're gonna play you're gonna trade him for another old ass Washington nigga who they think can shoot. Word. That's shit. They did that with a lot of niggas, though. They did that with, again, him, Armie Caskey, if Wayne Ellington. They gave him a lot of niggas, bro. They well, fucking, was it uh, Nick Stauskas? They drafted top 10. Oh, my goodness, bro. Don't even get they, me started on Nick Stauskas, bro. I seen that nigga supposedly having to come back to the league or some shit. He did. He on the Celtics now. Yeah, bro. And it, it's just like, bro. I, I mean, I, was, I respect him as a man. 
But it's like, yeah. damn, you could have played this for Bookie Cousins needed it, nigga. You were getting 30 minutes a game. Word. He will start him and Ben McLemore was like, it's like, oh, who's about to turn Ben McLemore, bro. Bro, the fact that Ben McLemore is still like hooping, hooping right now is crazy. Like, well, I mean, granted, Ben McLemore was supposed to be a superstar. I dead ass thought he was. I honestly, like, as a kid, I saw Ben McLemore in college and thought, yeah, that's going to be, he's going to be, hey, and I, I'm not going to cap. Ben McLemore is what we, is, uh, this is Everybody what I, that. at least I thought, bro. Anthony What's Edwards up? is what we thought Ben McLemore was going to be. Honestly, facts, though. That's really, that, I didn't even, I dead ass did not think about that. But, like, when you, shit. Bro, because think about it. He had the, he had the the good range. He had, he had the athleticism to bro, hella athletic. He was in the dunk contest. Damn, I forgot about that. That was a pretty shit dunk contest, though. So. Yeah, he, I don't <laughs> even know why he jumped over Shaq. Like out of all, it, yeah, bro, like, I, that's I forgot about that. Damn, that was that the year like John Wall winning? I believe. Yeah, I think so. That, I think that, bro, in my opinion, that's the worst. And I mean the absolute worst dunk contest we've ever seen. Word, because it's like they didn't. It was confusing as fuck. Because it's like they didn't in. They did like teams. Yeah, like three v three dunk contest, and then the three niggas that won competed against each other. But it was like single elimination. Bro, as an NBA fan, I was like, please never, and I mean ever, do that format again, bro. Facts though, like what? What do you get out of this though? Like legit, what, what, what was the goal? I don't know, bro. Niggas dead ass just changing shit just to change it. Like there was no structure. It was, I, I, bro, I think that was the first year without David Stern. Was it? Was that twenty fourteen? Yep, twenty fourteen. Because he uh he handed the keys to Adam Silver at the end of twenty thirteen after uh, all the Chris Paul Lakers drama. I think. Yeah, that's shit. It's yeah, not it's after the first Paul Lakers drama, but it was after the year. It was after, yeah, but, yeah, that's basically what started all of it. Because it, wasn't that around like David Stern and all that? Or not that, but uh, was it Donald Sterling and shit? Yep. It was like right after that. Literally right after that. Which did not. Oh, yeah. there, bro. bro, you was talking about art. So I'm going to look this up because like I want to see where shit went wrong. So we were talking about the Isaiah Thomas trade, by the way. Right. It wasn't even for Marcus Thornton. They traded for a nigga that never played in a trade exception. It was Didn't like, it, like, but, but, but I'm saying, uh, what's it called? It turned out to be Marcus Thornton because I think they traded him for Marcus Thornton. It was like Alex Oriaki is, is I think his name. He's a, There's a, no way they traded Isaiah Thomas, bro. <laughs> Isaiah literally here, July, July 12, 2014, traded Isaiah oh, Thomas for Alex Oriaki and a trade exception. Yeah, bro. I don't, I don't, yo, I do not care, bro. There's no way the Kings want to be successful, bro. There's not, because he averaged 20 that year. I'm about way. to say he averaged 20 be- the year before he got traded for nothing. Yeah. 2013-14, he averaged 20. <laughs> And you trade him for Alex Oriaki and a trade exception. Yo, I dude, I don't know. I just don't know, bro. <sighs> that same year they drafted Nick Stoskis, by the way. <laughs> that same like, what year. the fuck? 
and then paid Darren Collison. They paid Darren Collison. Yep, they paid Darren Collison. Before you tell me, if it's anything over fifty million, I might just flip my laptop, bro. I don't think it would be fifty million because this is before the uh, before the the cap the cap. uh, No, I'm I'm saying over like his total contract. I don't, I don't think it'd be that much. Hopefully, I don't think. All right. So with, well, actually, it wasn't even that much. How much was it? It's two, it was two years, ten million. Oh, that's not bad. I mean, for Darren Collins, oh, like solid backup point guard. Five. Yeah, but I believe he started. Let me see. Twenty fourteen, fifteen. He played. He played about. Oh, that's. that's let me get it right here. 2014 15, he played about. Dang, okay, why does it take me this? All right. He played about 20 ish, 25 minutes a game. So, give or take, he was playing he was playing heavy starter minutes to say the least. Look, not heavy, but he was playing starter. So, yeah, you can make your. He, it's off of that. No, that year he played 35 minutes a game. My bad. What? <laughs> nah, bro. Yeah, bro. If I'm Boogie at, at 16, he played bro, 35. There, there's no way Boogie did not go up to the front office and at least like slap somebody, bro. There's no. He probably did. Like, <laughs> Honestly, bro, bro, he, he was really probably like on some Shug Knight shit. Walked in and just started pimp slapping the fucking front office, bro. Oh wait, I didn't even realize this same year they have three coaches. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. So, yeah, this is, yeah, this is the year they had uh, George Carl, Mike Malone, and Tyrone Corbin, and none of them went 500. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he definitely he definitely smacked somebody. I know. <laughs> bro, because I'm telling you, I, I just – I could not do it, bro. Because Boogie, bro, he, he entered his prime pretty early. Exactly. Literally, like, the, his – Second or third year in the league, he was already averaging like twenty five. So it's like, right, bro, no he he already entered that best center in the league, bro. Because yeah, that's at that time a, a good big man who could do pretty much everything. That never team, bro. Literally, like, nobody was doing this. I I, th- I think Bookie Cousins started like not. I'm not saying he started it, but. Things started he to change definitely- because it got good, like for how a big man started to play and develop right. jump shots. Yeah, and just that's- more skilled and like you know, because that that's when Andre Drummond stopped being good. True. No. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> True. That's yeah. Oh, we'll get stuff. That's the bullshit too. Oh. <laughs> Man, let's, let's talk about these playoffs, bro. Oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, teams that are good. Huh? I said, well, you want to get the easiest one out the way? Is it the uh, Celtics Nets? Celtics Nets. I, 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 was gonna, I thought we were going to do a review of the first round and our predictions and then start to the second round. Oh, yeah, why not? Yeah. All right. So, yeah, like I said, we can, yeah, we can basically get Celtics Nets out the way. Let's uh, do like a little quick recap. A quick, very quick, very quick recap. Because it's like basically the synopsis is the Celtics defense really is like that. Yeah, like, bro. I, 
there's like realistically, and I said this in Friday's episode. There's I've never seen Kevin Durant play not I wouldn't say play this horribly because he still had a pretty decent series, but it's like I have never seen somebody defend Kevin Durant that well as a, as a team effort, and like that that is actually wild to me. First of all, the Nets being swept, I don't think anybody saw that coming. If you oh, saw yeah. that coming, I, like I, honestly, I, I thought the Nets, bro. Yeah, like I think we both had ended up having Celtics in seven. I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah I, I'm about to say we both either had Celtics or Nets in seven. And then the I'll fact that Ben Simmons decided, okay, my team is down 3-0. Our backs are against the wall. And what do I do? I'm not going to play because I still have this fucking mental issue that I have from two years ago. Where, and it's like, I said on the podcast, it's like, I'm first of all, I'm done talking. Like, I was done talking about the Ben Simmons shit for a long ass time. And then the, like, the injury and then the way it came out in game four. Like, I was mad that, like, Brooklyn made it public that he was coming back in game four. Bro, he they said, said himself. They, that they were coming – he was coming back game four, specifically coming back game four. And the, the, the day before the game, he was like, nah. I just still – like, says, like real talk, like, uh, like, off the – like, on and off the record. Like, a, a herniated disc is absolutely – is actually serious, like, Real shit, serious injury. No, yeah, but, it's not- but if you're playing in practice and you confirm that you're coming back and you're okay with your team saying that without putting yeah. out a statement, and then the day before the game that you're supposed to come back, you don't come back. Something is wrong. There is, and it's in. I know for a, I like. I wouldn't say for a fact because I'm not in the locker room, but it's like I, I, you just feel that some there's something that they're not telling any, like anybody. There's something they're keeping private. Whether if it's something more serious or it's just Ben's mad at the at the organization or they like there's something that's not being said. Like what we're hearing ain't everything that they're telling. That that's what I'm thinking too. And I, I also took this into perspective because somebody put out uh like laid it out really well. They said um, it, it was on a talk show. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but Ben Simmons is I mean, he's still young and of course, he's yeah. dealing with this mental health issue and all this pressure is on him for them to win game four and eventually the series. Why would you want that kind of pressure with all the mental health issues? So you might as well just sit out because if he doesn't perform in his first game back and they get yeah. eliminated, it's they're going to blame him for it. I about to say they're gonna blame Ben Simmons for it, and he literally yeah. cannot do that again. So he'd rather take the blame for not playing rather than playing and them having the possibility of losing. But here's the other side to that: with him playing adds so much more to the Nets as a team, which I don't think he realizes. That's another dimension in how good of the how good the Nets could have been in that series. Because not only does Ben change the tempo and the speed of their offense that maybe the Celtics can't keep up with. He also helps them on defense. Kevin Durant right. doesn't have to be getting cooked by Jason Tatum every, every play time before. Exactly. And it's and I wanna just preference what I say. Like Ben Simmons is I I again, at least I hope most NBA fans recognize that Ben Simmons is still a good NBA player. I don't oh, want yeah. people I don't want people to think like, oh, because he had the moment in the playoffs that all of a sudden he's just bomb that's not supposed to be in the league. Like he's still like at his peak is still an all star guard slash forward in the NBA. Like right. at his absolute peak. But about then, to say, because the year 
the year, what's it called? The year that all this stuff happened, Ben Simmons was supposed to be this defensive player of the year. He should he honestly should have been defensive player of the year. I don't know how he did not and did not win defensive player of the year that year. But and it's that's what that's why I'm like it's weird that like the little as little as we hear about this situation like again as they do talk about this shit at nauseum, but I just know that again as much as we want to see him on the floor, and as much as Brooklyn probably needs him on the floor at this point, it's still wild to me that like they won't like actually be upfront about the situation. Like you would think, just to keep calm all of this shit down, like that you would think that they want to at least be honest about the situation. Like, yeah, right. the mental health, obviously, like you said, that's definitely something that he's been dealing with, like, legit for the last what, year at this point. Why? But it's just, why wouldn't Brooklyn just say that up front as opposed to, oh, it's a back injury. Oh, he's just not conditioned enough to play. Oh, it's, you know, he's just not with the team at this point. Like, just, just like, instead of dancing around 15 different answers, just come to one confirmed answer. And if he ain't ready to play, don't put a public statement out. No, nah, facts, bro. Don't, I'm like, about to say, because that, that really had, I, I'll probably say everybody in New York's hopes up, bro. Right. Again, like, if he if he had been confirmed, oh, he's still three, four weeks out from. Now, if they, if they would have said questionable for game four, and then he yeah. would have came out and been like, yeah, I can't play, rather than it's confirmed that Ben Simmons yeah. is playing game four. And then the day after it got confirmed, Ben Simmons is still going to play game four. Exactly. Then if they had just said outright that maybe either questionable or he's just straight up out, I would I would have been okay with the situation. But the fact that they confirmed, told, you saw Woj's tweet about it, fucking Ramona Shelburne making ESPN statements that he is going to play game four, then that's what the that's why everybody's upset at the situation. I was like, and that's and it sucks that Ben has to take all of this shit after basically what he's been through for the last year. But it's wild to me that now that all of a sudden he's he's going he's taking he has taken everything that this, the organization like literally everything that fans have thrown has been thrown at Ben Simmons as opposed to the man, management that has actually put this statement out. Like granted, Ben came out with a statement too, but it's like. And people are questioning. It's like questioning Ben Simmons' like lo- love for the game, where yeah, he just bro. Like, that. And then, and then they talk about how he quit on his teammates at LSU, and how he quit on the 76ers, and now he's quitting on the Nets. You would say that about a lot of people, James Harden. But yeah, bro. <laughs> like it's literally it's, be, probably a worse situation too. Exactly. Like with James Harden, James Harden was handed everything. Like, let's not get it twisted. James Harden was handed everything. He was handed oh, he, his. He literally, he literally forced his way to a team that he wanted to go to, and they granted him that wish. Right. But here's, here's the crazy thing Houston gave everything he wanted. He still wanted that. Brooklyn, he wanted to go to Brooklyn to play with Kai and KD. No, nah, yeah, nah. That's crazy. So, as a team <laughs> trading James Harden. You agreed to let him go on a team, uh, even though it didn't work out, with Kevin yeah. Durant and Kyrie Irving? And he's mad at the situation. He's Without mad at one him. of those pieces. Bro, what? You better figure that shit the fuck out. <laughs> and now he's in Philly. Now he's about to get swept. Let's be honest here. 
He's about to get swept. And what now? What? No. I, I, I'm about to say our, our prediction about the Raptors weren't that far off if they would have won Game Six. Right. It literally. If they if Joel B doesn't hit that shot in Game Three, we Bro, talking the Raptors are winning. Man, we're having a completely different conversation. Right. We're talking about shoot. If Philly gets eliminated in Round One, does Joel request a trade? That's what we're talking about. If Philly it, or if Joel doesn't hit that shot in Toronto. I'm about to say what's what's really the 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 process at this point. Exactly. It's like literally literally that's what we're talking about. Instead of uh instead of Ben Simmons in the next being I'm not gonna lie, by twenty twenty two a lot of people were saying, Oh yeah, Ben Simmons, Joel and B gonna be magic and Kareem. Like literally. I mean were, that's the way it was supposed to be. They literally verbatim were saying they're the next magic and Kareem. Literally at twenty years old, they were. This uh-huh. is this is the conversation. Literally, Ben Simmons. I don't think had played a game at this point. This is still Joel playing with like Dario Sarge and Upper was it like TJ McConnell. This they were talking. This team that that team Joel and Ben Simmons without him playing a game was going to be the next Magic and Curry. And now all of a sudden, you know, I, it, crazy. It's just crazy that, that was only like. Four or five years ago, that's the wild part. Literally, bro. But, now, 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 a Harden and Embiid or Kobe and Shaq, like, no, bro. I'm, <laughs> dude, I, I stopped trusting the process a minute ago, bro. I stopped trusting the process in twenty. It was 2019, 2020 when they got Jimmy Butler. That's that was the end of the process, for bro. Me. I'm not but gonna they, lie, because that was supposed that was supposed to be the year. That it really was. You it, had like, every piece possible and still found a way to lose. Literally every possible piece. Just just a team of or just on paper. Ben Simmons, JJ Reddick, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, and Joel B. That is a team that in especially in the East at that point. What, was what, that the year they lost to the Raptors? That was the year they yeah, that was the year Kawhi hit that shot. That's I mean, the, but in, in fairness, Kawhi did hit a game seven buzzer beater and then when, they would eventually go on to be champions. Yes, when you and when you see, I again, I'm not saying anything about like I'm not being the what if guy, but it, like imagine Kawhi doesn't hit that shot, like then what? Philly's legit. Philly, I'm not saying Philly wins a championship, but this situation is. A I'm lot. not gonna lie, I don't even know if Philly wins that game if Kawhi doesn't hit that shot. Like, like I said, I'm not gonna be the what if guy. I'm not. I guess I'm not gonna like do that kind of shit. But it's like. It is wild to think that like Philly had every possible chance with every possible team they built, and it just it just didn't work. Now, like again, I'm not gonna be again. I'm not gonna be that guy that that stresses like you know. Sir, like in in hindsight, obviously that team was built. That team was just confusing. It's confusing and it works at the same time. Like nah, literally. It, because, again, if Ben Simmons isn't on, then Jimmy Butler can create a shot. Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons, they got it. You just give it to the big 7-2 nigga in the paint. Like, that team, if, if either of them won, J.J. Well, Reddick. Say, there's no Tobias. way that either of them are not creating. Well, and then Tobias Harris, you, shit, you run a pin down for J.J. Reddick. Exactly. Literally, J.J. Reddick probably and hits then, five threes. And if game. none of them are hitting, at least you got Ben Simmons in transition running the offense. Right. And if none of that's working – 
Everybody on that team, at least somewhat, can play defense. You can win with a defensive game at that point, especially in the playoffs. Like that's that's a way that you can play. I'm about to say that was one of the best defensive teams at that, bro. They literally should, yeah, bro. I I don't feel bad for the 76ers at all, bro. They they did it. Exactly, and now literally they have no future at this point. If they, if again, again, assuming Miami beats them in four or five. This team has no future. No yeah. future. Because, again, they're going to run this exact same team back with Harden, Joel, Tobias, probably Matisse Dabu, too. They're going to run this team back. And it's going to be the same situation because it's – no. I don't think any playoff team well, in the East – If Matisse Dabu could develop a corner three, they would be such a different team. Facts. And literally, literally much, they'd be a much better team because – Every, they're not double teaming Joel. They're not double teaming Harden or even Tyrese Max at this point. Like Matisse, if they are double teaming off with Matisse, when he hits a three, that makes them. It makes them that much better. Really, if Matisse is just better than what he is right now, it could be a three. It could be the ability to actually drive to the basket. It could be literally anything. Just not what he is right now. And again, I was. Obviously, like I was a, like a big proponent of don't trade Matisse Thibel. If you're trading Ben Simmons, don't trade Matisse Thibel because again, like that could be your. That was the only piece of defense that they had on this team at that point. And I was like, I kind of value the defense more than the shooting on this team. Which, in hindsight, obviously the shooting on this team is horrendous. But right. like that, it's like I don't know. Like it's just it's wild to me though that they. they should, this team, like I said, but we can agree though. This team is probably getting swept though. Oh yeah. <laughs> Except if Joel is out a week, um, let's say at minimum a week. Come on, that's three I games. No faith. I have no faith that James Harden playing here at all. I don't, especially bro. We just watched Trey Young absolutely get bats, like literally get put in jail by PJ Tucker. You don't think he's going to do the same thing to James Harden? Come on now. If Trey worse. <laughs> he's going. It's going to be worse because at least Trey had the one game. Like he had the one was it 20, like twenty nine and eleven, and in, in Atlanta. But it's like James Harden ain't doing that again, especially not with, with Joel out. They're going to be double teaming this man at will. Who even? Who is even going to start at that point? Is going to be DeAndre? Bro, I don't even know. Bro, I for bro, I'd be forgetting because DeAndre Jordan is so useless at this point. I'd be forgetting that the 76ers have him, bro. I do, because Joel plays 40 minutes a game, so he doesn't play at all. Yeah, the Jordan just does not get in the game, bro. He doesn't. At this point, start like Paul Reed at this point, at least in the Bro, oh my gosh. At least he can shoot. Why haven't they done that yet? Because I'm not going to lie. And and that's Doc Rivers being stubborn. He's talking about, well, we're trying to win a championship, but I don't think Paul Reed. Even though he gets in and his per thirty six is like forty points a game and twenty rebounds, exactly. he talking about he talking about this is not a this is not a Paul Reed press conference. My nigga, are you stupid? But this is a DeAndre Jordan and early in the year Andre Drummond press conference. Though. But Paul yeah, Reed people is let the two the two least versatile big men in the NBA. Right, yeah, literally right. Two of the most useless centers in the NBA at this point. 
But Paul Reed, again, a guy that's versatile, can shoot, can put the ball on the floor, can play a little bit of defense. I wouldn't say he's a good defender, but he's a serviceable defender where you have a team of DeAndre Jordan on your bench. Like, right. how do you not play him at this point? There's no reason you should not play him. Literally. Even if it's play the shit, play him with DeAndre Jordan minutes. DeAndre Jordan's not doing anything. Literally, is not doing. He's setting screens for De- for James Harden. That is his job right now. He's not even rolling to basket. He's just. But then, it's, but then it's like you setting screens for James Harden. How much, bro? How much this James Harden's career, bro? That that shit would have worked in like 2014. Right, because shit, that's what made Dwight Howard relevant at that point. Yeah, like, he could have played that role. But, again, 2022, DeAndre Jordan setting a screen does not <laughs> does not do anything for anybody because it didn't do anything for Brooklyn and it didn't do anything for the Lakers. Like, what, what makes you think it works now? Bro, that's just that's just teams being hella fucking delusional. Right. That's, that's literally – and, again, I can say this about a lot of people at this point and, and, and like, at this time – but it's like people are signing dudes based off a of name value instead of like actual skill. Yep. Like you even look at like yeah, half that's, the that's exactly what it is. Like you look at half the Lakers roster, it's like, how does like Trevor Reza get major minutes, but like Austin Reeves getting DNPs in crucial games? Like because that's what Trevor Reza used to do. Exactly. Yeah, literally corner threes and play some good defense. That's Trevor Reza's for 80% of his career. But, but now also because, you know, Frank Vogel doesn't know how to use anybody that's on the floor. I mean, he had Russell Westbrook sitting in the corner. Exactly. And it was I like I saw it on Twitter. I didn't I didn't bother to look it up. But it's like, yeah, Russell Westbrook's a good corner three-point shooter, but why is Russ just sitting in the corner in the first place? Like I I get yeah, don't like LeBron shouldn't be playing off the ball. But when LeBron isn't in the game, why is like Malik Monk? Granted, Malik Monk's good, but it's like, why is Malik Monk the primary shot creator on this team as opposed to Russell Westbrook trying to find dudes wide open? That's what he's done for thirteen nah, years. Literally, bro. Literally, at this point, he's it, done. It, 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 it just gets embarrassing at that point, bro. It really is. All right, I don't know why I brought up the Lakers. God damn, I I I promised myself I wouldn't talk about the Lakers. Because it stems from NBA general managers having players just because of the name and what they used to do in the past. That's why. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But it's like, it's just, I, I, I promised myself I wouldn't bring up the Lakers. I really yeah, do. I hate talking about the Lakers, bro. I'm not going to lie. Like, I absolutely fucking hate it, bro. Because it's a stressful situation. Like, I'll, I'll report the news, but it's like, it, it, like why? Why do I need to care that they're interviewing fifteen different people for a head coaching job? Like, <laughs> why? Why do I care that Phil Jackson is eating dinner with his ex-wife? Like, why should I care? Literally, <laughs> bro. Literally, why? Why does that need to be a public story? But that's neither here. Speaking, speaking of coaching jobs, let's talk about this Jazz Maverick series. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's yo. <laughs> And, and, and I, I told you exactly what was going to happen before it happened, too. You did. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> and I find that so funny. Because the Jazz oh, suck. They do, bro. And they, I, I had math. Like, I think it, I think I actually got it right. I think I had math in six, I believe. I, I had 
the minus these three options. I had yeah, I had Mavs and six. I had Mavs and six. Yeah, we both did. Yeah, was I'm just like <laughs> it, it's just so predictable because it is because yeah, Donovan Mitchell got him a couple games, but and the weird the weird one is that Donovan Mitchell had a, a, a game. Donovan Mitchell passed Rudy Gobert was the game winning shot. Like that, that that in the say, that was the best. That was the best part of their season, bro. Facts. Just the fact that Rudy Gobert like got what he wanted was a pass from Donovan Mitchell and. That, that saved them from a 4 1. What was it? April? Yeah, late April. That's embarrassing, bro. Like, we can agree, though, that this team is definitely getting, like, this, like, this, their chance. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's over. For them. It, it, it's, it has to be over. Like, oh, I yeah. said it in the episode, and I was mad at myself. All right, little off topic thing. But I was mad at myself because after I put the podcast out, I went to YouTube and I saw that uh, Pee Wee the Plug from uh, Do The Wire, he had put his jazz video out literally right after the podcast. Well, not after, but like I saw it after the podcast. Right. And I'm like, he said literally 90% of the stuff I said in this episode. And I was like, there's no, if, like, and I, mean, I said it in the episode too, it was like, if this team, if this is the exact team they roll out, roll out next year, if, I'm, not, I'm not expecting them to go to the playoffs. This team is not a playoff team next year. Nah, they're definitely not. Because when you look at it, and again, like literally, I don't see a single team in the Western Conference that's going to get worse except for them. Like the young teams, I expect to get a little bit better. There's a, a like one team specifically, the Clippers, you're going to get Kawhi and PG back. I will absolutely, again, hopefully, hopefully. I, uh, the Spurs are hopefully depends on what direction they go. I think we'll probably be better next year. DeJounte's going to be better. I can see another step from Keldon Johnson and Devin Vassell and those guys. They're going to get better. Right. Portland depends on whatever they do next year. They're probably going to get better. Yeah, it, I'm not going to get okay. lost for Portland. Huge de- depend on Damian Lillard coming back and whatever they decide to do with the money they spend. But Depends on that situation. I can see. I, I can see a situation where they're better, or when they're god awful. I can see the, both of those happening. But right. the fact that the Utah Jazz, if they roll this exact team, if I see on October twenty whatever the, the beginning of the season that the starting lineup is Conley, Mitchell, O'Neal, Bogdanovich, and Gobert, this team is the eleventh seed next year. I, bro, there is, I, I would not even. I yeah, bro. They're like. On the outside looking in at this point, bro, they have drastically got worse since the year they became the first seed. Literally, and they absolutely lucked into what situation they have right now, which is Donovan Mitchell being the one actual like great player on this team. Rudy Gobert, I say, I say, makes an impact, but Donovan Mitchell truly is the one great player on this team, and they lucked into getting him in the first place. They're just mad that Denver, for some reason, traded him for nothing. Like there's their situation right now would be hot water, like hot garbage right now. If they if they had just like if they had really they didn't get Mitchell because they're banking on Rudy Gobert's development, which banking on a center's development does not help as a Pistons fan. Literally, I can't. <laughs> I'm about to say you you have experience. Wait, I have been through so much of, try, of waiting on a, a center to develop. And specifically Andre Drummond. Like, I can't 
for the yes, Henry Ellison too, but we're not gonna talk oh, about that. Bro, Henry Ellison, don't even talk about that. That's just that's yeah. water under the bridge at that point. Yeah, but bum, yeah, fuck that. But the fact that like really they, they would be banking on a Rudy Gobert development at this point, he'd be 30. Like it ain't happening. He would just be again, they probably wouldn't give him an I'm about to say, how old is Rudy Gobert? Yeah, he's he'll I think he'll be 30 in the offseason or 30 next season, I think it would be. But like that's rough. Which is wild that this man has been in the league for 10 years. Like the fact that you again, it would be I don't even because again, what again, because Rudy Gobert is 100 percent gone. Whether they Bro, whether there's they no way he there. stays on the jazz, bro. There's no and I kind of made it like an off comment in the podcast, yeah. but it could be a legit situation. He might be in Portland next year. That might be where that money goes. Right. I can see a, a but again, and shout out to then, how 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 would a Rudy Gobert in Bro, I, I don't even know if it would be Dame, bro, because I don't think they're gonna keep Dame, in my opinion. Oh, that's a headache. To, that's a, I'm thinking that's a headache. Just thinking about it, bro. There's no way that this team, like, realistically, it ain't happening. But it's like, by the way, yeah, he'll be 30 in June, so he he'll be 30 in June. But it's like they gave him that five year contract, fully knowing that he's not going. He's, he's going to be the exact same player, but probably worse because injuries will probably catch up to him. Because he's just a big man, that and that just happens. I'm about to say, but, I, I don't, I don't know any big man that has LeBron longevity. Literally, no. Like maybe Jokic in the future. Like I'm about to say, the game doesn't really rely on athleticism, but Rudy Gobert yeah. without that extra step is just going to be DeAndre Jordan 2.0. Realistically, you could, you could probably be under Drummond. He'll, I think he'll literally be under Drummond that doesn't handle the ball. I think that that'll be basically what his hand try to handle the ball, bro. We're not, uh, yeah. Again, we're not gonna talk about it because he actually he did that. He, he did that with the Lakers a, a little, like for for no reason. Uh, oh, no. no, it's the it's yeah. the Lakers, bro. Yeah, I, I mean, when you go to the Lakers, literally everything you've ever wanted to do in your basketball career is fulfilled, even though it might not be the best thing for you. You get to do it because you're with the Los Angeles Lakers. And the Lakers right. think everything is about showtime rather than winning fucking games. Bro, literally, the second that they term everything, they, they like they called it the Lake Show, is the, is the second you knew that team was going to be ass. Because there's bro, it's everything so, started going downhill. Right, bro. I didn't even think about it. Because, it, you know, Anthony Davis hates playing center. If bro. there's a, if there is there a, Universe where there's a rust for Rudy Gobert trade. Ooh, <laughs> it's very. Oh, I, I don't, bro. And what sucks about eighty not wanting to play the center? It's not even like, like, why don't you want to play the center? You're seven foot and you're the best rim protector in the league, and you're basically quicker than every big man in the NBA at this point. Like, let's be honest. Like, healthy, yeah, bro. Like, what, what is holding you back so much from wanting to play the center position? He don't want to bang, but him not playing center, he's getting hurt anyway. So what's the point? I'm about to say, what what's the point? How you gonna not want to play center when you can't play regardless? Exactly though. And again, it's not even a, a shot, but it's just re- it's reality, bro. Like he's not playing center because he doesn't want to get hurt. But you're already getting hurt not playing center. So what's the point? <laughs> no, like, facts. So like, like, it, what do you really want to do, bro? 
honestly, there he doesn't know what he wants to do. That's sad. Part. He doesn't know what he wants to do at all. And bro. it sucks because that I'm not saying that specifically, but that's one of the many reasons. One of the many things that's holding Heike holding the Lakers back is that the fact that they won't that he that he won't play center and the fact that he can't stay healthy. Like which in that case. Trade him if that's the case. Again, I'm not. Again, I understand. Well, AD. I, I highly doubt that the Lakers are going to trade Anthony Davis. When they won't win now because what can you get for him? I, I, yeah, like again, I'm. I mean, it's not because he's not good, but it's like if you you would rather have somebody that at least can stay on the floor. And if there's, if is Atlanta an option? Like, if a John Collins plus is an option? Bro, I don't even know if LeBron would, would want to even play with John Collins, bro. I mean, nobody does, but... Yeah, like, nobody does. Somebody, somebody has to. Like, I'm about to say, he, he's under contract. Niggas like, he's under... He's there for, what, three more years? He's got three more years on his deal. Like, he's going... Or, no, he signed with the, the 5 125 so he's got four, on his, four years left on his deal. Somebody he's going to play with somebody. Whether I don't want to see him in a Hawks jersey again, but he would realistically be in a Hawks jersey. I saw Rudy go a Rudy Gobert Hawks trade, and I almost threw up in my mouth because it's like, dude, th- that that was literally what what did it did it involve them trading? Wait, Hawks still have Clint Capella, right? Yeah, Clint Capella was in the trade. It was like Clint Capella, Gallo, and like. Some I think it was Jalen Johnson and two first round picks. That's what the jersey. That's way too much. Way too much, bro. I'm not gonna lie, because Clint Capella and Rudy Gobert served the same purpose on the basketball court. If you actually watch basketball, literally they served. They're pick and roll guys that can somewhat protect. Like, like I said, I think Rudy's a better rim protector. But they're definitely but Clint Capella. I mean, I wouldn't even say a better offensive player because they do the same thing. They catch lobs and they roll. They said yes, yeah. but but, he, but here's the difference though. Rudy Gobert makes twenty million dollars more per year than Clint Capella. Clint Capella makes around twenty three ish million dollars a year. Rudy makes is going to make forty plus for the next four years. Yeah, that is where the Jazz fucked up, bro. Literally, but like, like, getting, the fact that he's a super max player, not even touching the ball ten times or getting ten shots a game, bro. It's that, what that, the fuck that, have you heard of that shit, bro? Literally, bro. <laughs> they paid him what Boogie Cousins was going to make if he didn't get hurt. Think about nah, that. Literally, they gave him a Boogie Cousins in his prime level contract, putting up about seven to ten less points, around the same rebounds, and with little to no mobility. His, his part is solely off of pick and roll, pick and roll, and blocking some shots. Yeah, he gets. Games. We understand he's the best defensive player in the league, but it like I, I honestly I was kind of glad seeing Marcus Smart win defensive player of the year because I was like, bro, thankfully it's not Rudy Gobert again, bro. Again and again with the whether it was Smart or whether it was uh, Robert Williams, it had to come from that. It should have came from that team, honestly. That team deserved somebody to win defensive player of the year. Yeah, bro. That <laughs> like again they put, they paid him solely off his accolades, by the way, Rudy Gobert. Because, right, so we look at it, three-time All-Star, which, give or take, whether the three-time All-Star really means shit. Four-time All-NBA. cried for about two of them, bro. 
Yeah, like <laughs> literally, like it's solely because they were a, a good team at that point. Uh, three-time defense player of the year and five-time on-defense team. Like, yeah. they paid him off of his athletes, basically. They paid right, him off of his is, But then it's like, I don't even know why Rudy Gobert has gotten picked as this poster boy for great defense when he's not the only one in the league that does what he does, bro. The, I, bro, there's like seven different Rudy Gobert's in the league right now. And they all do more than just the like just with the, on the defensive side. Because when you look at like a Miles Turner, Miles Turner is an elite rim protector, but is also somebody that can space the floor, that can put the ball in the basket when he's given when he actually gets an opportunity to. Like he realistically, Miles Turner is a better basketball player than Rudy Gobert is. No, but, he is. There's no but, debate. <laughs> But somehow he gets no recognition, and Rudy Gobert, and like like you said, is the poster boy for what somebody envisions as defensive player of the year. Like he's a three-time defensive player of the year somehow. Where there are years where guys like Ben Simmons and Giannis, even though he has one, Giannis deserves probably another one. If I'm being honest with you, like yeah, there are Giannis, should, Giannis, Giannis had an argument for it this year too. Realistically, because again, with Brook Lopez being out and we still being one of the top defensive teams in the league, that is because of Giannis on Like Drew Holiday is a good, is a great defender. Honestly, let's be honest, he's on my all defensive team. But like, the, like the sole protecting of the paint, it ain't Bobby Portis. It ain't definitely Giannis, bro. It ain't it ain't Serge in twenty twenty two. It's it's Giannis on Like, and I don't understand how he and. Again, obviously, he deserved that. He was in my – I think he was in my honorable mention, if I'm not mistaken. Because I know I, I know I had two Celtics boys in the Kelly That was my defensive player of the year. But mm-hmm. it's like – it was the weirdest thing that, like – You said – you put it right on the – like, you put it right on the head. Rudy Gobert is literally the first person people go to when they say, oh, who should be defensive player of the year? No matter if the team's good on defense or not, they just say, oh, it's Rudy Gobert. Like, you know, he's – Blocks two shots a game. Of course, he he's a defensive player of the year. You know, but then it's like when you watch the Jazz, bro, and you're, bro, I'm literally I see people try Rudy Gobert all the time. Literally, that's been Russell Westbrook for the last eight years. Is bro, literally, and it's gonna be John Morant for the next five, five plus years. It's gonna be John Morant. It's gonna be, and and then it's like, what paint is Rudy Gobert? Yes, he gets blocks a game, but you're seven foot two. That's what and he's, gonna, he's seven foot two, and he gets blocks per game because nobody on that team is a good perimeter defender. Everybody, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell's letting people drive by him. Mike Conley's letting people drive by him. Bogdanovich is letting people drive by him. He's getting those blocks because like sixty times a game, somebody's in the paint. That's why he's getting two blocks a game, bro. Literally, and, and it uh, it's obviously going to spike their defensive rating if people are taking paint shots. I mean. I, I won't I won't you know bash him. Rudy Gobert is a great defender. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, but he's not the best defender. But he's in not the defender. Liver. Yeah, he's not the best defender in the NBA. He's he's not even that mobile, bro. He's not. He again. If I have a seven, if I again, I'm not an NBA player, obviously. But if I have a seven ten wingspan, you think I would get two? But literally, if my fingertips can touch the rim without me like standing on my toes. I can probably block a shot or two a game, maybe every game. I mean, so if I'm, getting, if I'm getting five eleven niggas like Jalen Brunson in the paint, bro, like 
every fucking game. Oh my goodness, like, Jalen Brunson was, bro. Bro, Jalen Brunson made his money by taking Rudy Gobert in the pick and roll every single time. That bro, man he was a- doing. He was doing the absolute bid on Rudy Gobert, bro. Literally every time, every and again, I've been made the note. Literally, it's probably in the title of my podcast. To be honest with you, literally, Jalen Brunson took him on the pick and roll every single time. If Rudy Gobert backed up to the free throw line, Jalen Brunson is taking a three point. Taking that jumper, but then it's like Rudy Gobert steps up. Jalen Brunson's getting to the rack every time. He had forty-one points specifically doing that. Forty-one every time was taking Rudy Gobert to the paint, or either taking him to the paint, or he's backing up for a three-point because Rudy Gobert is too lazy to go out in the break. And if Rudy Gobert, if he stays in the paint trying to protect it, and Jalen Brunson's defenders behind him, that's that mid-range pull-up right there. He's, I mean, it's easy to make reads on somebody who's not mobile, bro. Exactly. It's either that, or chances are it's somebody making a late rotation and Reggie Bullock is hitting the three-pointer. Or yep. fucking Spencer Dinwiddie is getting to the basket. Literally every single time somebody touched the ball, it was specifically attacking Rudy Gobert in the pick and roll. And that's what hurts the Utah Jazz more than anything is the fact that every guard in the NBA – and, again, I said four years in a row, somebody has taken that exact same game plan, and Utah has not game plan for it, does not have a counter for it. James Harden did it fucking relentlessly. Uh, Don, uh, was it Jam- Jamal Murray was the one that did it for Jamal Murray? Absolutely, fucking God, he eviscerated Rudy Gobert in the pick and roll, dude. What? And <laughs> who was it? Who was it last year? Somebody? Oh, it was, it was uh the Clippers. They well, it wasn't in the pick and roll specifically, but it was Terrence Mann. Like literally last year, he had his thirty nine specifically on Rudy Gobert, just not being being willing enough to go to the perimeter, or not just not being mobile enough to guard the perimeter. Four years in a row, somebody has taken advantage of the, of the fact that Rudy Gobert can't play perimeter defense. It's sad, bro. That is sad. And it's sad, it's sad as fuck. And it, it's sad. And again, Quinn Snyder is going to use his is going to take the blame for it. He's going to get canned. Probably will be the Lakers' next coach. Hopefully not. But and Rudy and this Utah Jazz team has to start from scratch. I don't care if it's you trade Rudy, you trade Donovan, you trade both. This team, nobody in the starting five should be on this team next year, except for maybe Royce O'Neal. Maybe even then, like Royce O'Neal will probably be moved at the deadline. Hopefully, moved at the deadline, Bruh. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully, like there's no reason anybody on this team should be there next year. This should be the the Jared Butler and Eric Pascal show next year, bro. Literally, bro. I'm I'm not gonna lie. It, it's time to rebuild. T- like it's it's tank for Victor Wambania at this point. That it shouldn't. There shouldn't be a situation. I, I, Utah Jazz. I'm trading Donovan Mitchell for one of them top three picks. Oh, for sure. Like whether it's, I mean, it'll probably be. Shit, I don't know. Like if it if it's a top three, you need a top three this year. Top three this year. You see, who who would take on Donovan Mitchell though? Who? It, bro, you, you better not say Detroit. I swear, guys. Oh, not not I Detroit, swear. bro. But there's there's a team out there that that's willing to take Donovan Mitchell in replacement. But but they're gonna probably have to package Donovan Mitchell and probably cough up a pick or two. 
Like, I'm trying to think realistic because, like, I, OKC, I don't think would do that because, again, they got they got their back. Houston, Houston nah, Houston. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Houston would do it either. Indiana, maybe? I mean, they're not going to They're not going to really, it really Because we don't even know who's getting the top three picks. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just purely thinking off a of record. I'm literally just thinking off a of record at this point because, shit, Portland probably slid into the top three. But oh my god, I didn't even think about it. If there is a, is there legit a? <laughs> this could be like Kevin Love two point Loki. If it's like the Portland gets that top three pick, and it's like Anthony Simons that pick, and some probably I don't know. I'm, who even fit would fit next to? But but then, like, see, here's the thing with this draft class, bro. If yeah. you're a team in the top three, bro. Honestly, this is me. I wouldn't trade anything for one of those top three players because those are franchise like word. Like you said, it's like it's, franchise blocks, bro. You got big man who can play the guard, bro. Literally, that's that. Who the it, fuck it, is it, turning that down? No, nobody. I hope nobody. Hopefully, is trading, especially for Donovan Mitchell. No, no, yeah. nobody. Nobody should be making that trade. Realist, I don't think there's a, a trade out there for any top three pick. That I don't think there's a trade. Like no nobody that's valuable enough to trade a top three pick for. Anthony Davis. Yeah, but I don't think he's getting traded. That's the that's the like nobody that's like realistic, I should say. Yeah. That, uh, Anthony Davis is probably the only one that I could think of. Yeah, all right. I feel you. Like I said, I just don't. I just don't think that. Like I know, like Russ is obviously the first one that's getting traded, but obviously he's not going for a first round pick. Like, oh yeah, I don't know. <laughs> bro. What? No, fuck. Espe- not especially not this year. He's not going for a first this year. Maybe like in, I don't know, twenty twenty five. Maybe I don't know. Twenty twenty five. Maybe. Maybe like somebody will probably give up a twenty twenty five first round pick for him, but I don't see a twenty like a twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three first round pick being moved for. Russell Westbrook this year. Yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> nah, I don't even think the other trades that that they put out, the Hornets or the Pacers. I don't, I don't even see those trades happen because Russ obviously ain't taking a buyout. And who's playing? Who's starting Russell Westbrook next year? Nobody. Like as a absolutely nobody, bro. No, nobody is. Because realistically, no team needs a starting point guard right now. Think about it. you look at the entire NBA. Nobody needs a starting point guard right now. Everybody. I'm, I'm actually trying to think of who would actually like you know. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I can't. I can't. I can't think of a single team that needs like desperately needs a starting point guard because there's a talented point guard in every position in the NBA. Exactly, and it's. I'm, it's like you. I'm still. I don't know why I'm still thinking of this Russell Rudy trade. Like that's so. That's so. Nah, nasty. That. Uh, that's like. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm legit thinking like there's no team that needs this guy. Like there's, there's the no team that's willing to trade for Russell Westbrook either. I'm not hearing the rumors. Russell Westbrook is going to be back with the Lakers for another season. Word. He's whether, we, whether, whether they like it or not. Yeah, like I said, realistically, the, I don't see a team that's actually willing to trade for Russell Westbrook. So yeah, he would definitely be back as a Laker. And we're going to be running this entire search. Yeah, honestly, honestly, I would what? not, bro. 
The only team that I could see traded for Russell Westbrook, Miami, Sacramento Kings, <laughs> either Sacramento or Indiana. Uh, oh, imagine a De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. No way they trade De'Aaron Fox, bro. <laughs> bro, I'm not gonna lie. If they traded De'Aaron Fox, yeah, bro, y'all could just go ahead and like, give up the fucking franchise. It's, it's over. We getting a, a Damian Mitchell, Russell Westbrook back. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, what? That just, that just reminds me of whenever uh, Kyle Kuzma got traded to the Wizards, how they were making, like, duos of him and Bradley Beal pictured together and shit like that. Yeah. And it's like, but I mean, that that's a way more respectable duo. Yeah, now that Kuzma's good. (laughs) But (laughs) Davion and Russell Westbrook? Davion Mitchell and Russell Westbrook back Bro, I'm not going to lie. The Kings might fuck around and trade Davion for Russell Westbrook. Oh, my. Bro, and then a De'Aaron Fox, Russell Westbrook, and DeMontis Sabonis trio. Dude, that's they're, they're definitely a lot to get the first pick to, to follow. Him. That is the, the worst spacing trio of all time. Bro, literally. Cause, uh, thank you, thank I, you. I hate how overrated DeMontis Sabonis is. Oh, my God. I, like, sure, top 10 power forward, maybe. But, like, I mean, that is. No, bro, because he gets compared to Jokic, bro. Yeah, I'm not yo. No, you can shut the fuck up about the yoga shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. That that, that bro, died three it, years. It gets ugly, bro. That died three years ago. The yoga shit. I know we we was like we have gotten way way over topic. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, bro. <laughs> we spent like twenty minutes just talking about Rico Man. But yeah, all right. Let, let's uh, move on. All right, Phoenix. We knew they were gonna beat the Pelicans, but Pelicans put up a good fight. Yeah. Shout out to Herb Jones, first of all. Yo, that boy is going to be tough. God, give this man a consistent offensive game. It's over. It's over. No, he he literally reminds me of baby Kawhi, bro. Literally, it's scary because that is so fast. He's legit has a case for all NBA, all defense in his first year. Nah, literally. There isn't a bad defensive game he's had so far in his career. And that's scary at twenty-two, I believe. Twenty-one. He's twenty-one to twenty-two. It's like that's wild to me that it's been like, literally he bro, he just gave him and, and Jose Alvarado too also deserves a shout out. But it's like he gave arguably the best score in the NBA and probably the most high IQ point guard in the NBA, like held through six games. Chris Paul granted had Legit like, problems. Legit. And again, had Chris Paul of all people frustrated that can't he like he can't beat Herb Jones and Jose Alvarado. Two rookies could not like basically just gave Chris Paul the biggest problems he's faced probably in his career, which is wild to me. Nah, but, nah I mean, shout yeah, out he, he responded well though, but yeah, like I said, the, that game six was I mean like I, it'd be corny to say perfect, but like that was a, like that was a, like an, a masterclass of great point guard play. Nah, I'm not gonna cap. That's probably the best game I've ever seen Chris Paul play. 
Real talk, definitely in the playoffs. Definitely best playoff game I've seen. Crystal. Oh yeah, we're not talking about regular season. Uh, fuck that. Yeah, it's like, like <laughs> hey, we'd have had enough talk. of that shit. Yeah, like I said, Chris Chris Paul absolutely probably his best his best game he's played. Right, like that's that's actually yeah that's it's actually wild that Chris Paul did not miss a shot. Like. Uh-huh. It's so, bro. People don't realize how hard that is to do in a game of basketball, especially at that high of a level in a playoff game. In a playoff game, where it's like he's the only guy that they're focused. Like they're not focused on Mikael Bridges go getting twenty five, even though they probably should. be. They're not focused on Jay Crowder sitting on the wing. They're not focused on DeAndre. They're focused in on Chris Paul, and he did not miss a shot. Fourteen for fourteen, bro. That is crazy as fuck, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Got a question for you. What's up? So, what? which series, because I only think there's going to be one series out of these next series that could go to a potential Game 7. Which series do you think that could be? Well, if you had, again, if you had asked me yesterday, I would have said Celtics-Bucks. Mm-hmm. But the way I saw the Bucks defend Jason Tatum, was like something I had not seen in a long time. Like they like, legit shot again. Another shout out, Brooke Lopez. Be like obviously, and his prime was a really good defender. But now I did not expect him to be that great of a of a defender. A guarding like in just as a paint protector, but like, B actually guarding people like literally one on one. Granted, Al Horford, you know, say what you want. But it's like Brooke Lopez actually like being a legit run protector and, right. at this point in his career is wild to me. But now, after what I just watched, I think the Warriors business might legit go seven. I have six in my notes, but I think it'd be seven. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like legit, I had it written in. I had Warriors in six, but it's like that game. God, we're it's probably going to be the same thing we probably saw from the Grizzlies and the Temples, where it's like every game is going to come down to, or well, most games, I should say, most Bro, games are coming down to last shot. I, I, I honestly have the. I wouldn't even say it's an upset because the Grizzlies are a higher seed. I can see the Grizzlies beating the Warriors, but yeah. But it's vice versa. I can see the Warriors beating the Grizzlies as well, bro. But I, I do think this, game, this series is going to go to seven games. Like I said, like I said, in my notes, I have in six. Like, I had it. I literally have written in Warriors in six. But, like, I, bro, Jaron Jackson Jr. is actually wild to me. That was – I bro, did not expect that. Fucking career game and they lose. Right. The one time this man actually has a great game is the game that they decided that they wanted to lose. I'm about to say, because I'm not going to lie, we've been waiting on this Jaron Jackson for what? Five years? This Five, yeah. is – man. That I had top five in my in my redraft. This is what I wanted from Jaron Jackson Jr. This is all I ever wanted was Jaron Jackson Jr. Actually, like, this is like literally kept coming off the screens, bro. Jaron Jackson Jr. was coming off of a Kyle Anderson band out. This is the what I like. This I didn't even expect that. I had to keep it in the book, but it's like. I this is the Jaron Jackson Jr. I was preaching about all offseason. He's like, this is the year that he's going to come out as like one of the best young big men in the league. 
And that's what and he proved that in this game. Again, they lost, so it didn't mean shit. But it's like with Josh struggling, Desmond Bain struggling, and, and Dylan Brooks in foul trouble and struggling. Jerry Jackson Jr. was the main guy for the Grizzlies for three and a half quarters. And they were able to stay in this game. And it also, bro, I, no, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna overdo the shout outs, but like D'Anthony Melton had a really good game too, by the way, especially in the first half. But yeah, I'd say Warriors, I don't know. Like, again, you have, that's it. I'm gonna let you give you a reason on the Grizzlies, but it's like, it's hard for me to bet against the Warriors right now. Bro, it, it is hard to bet against the Warriors, especially with, their death lineup and the fact that Clay and Steph both had poor games and they still only won by one point. Right. John John Moran probably had his best game of the playoffs as well as Jaron Jackson. Oh, by far. By far his best game. So, hold on. Let me pull up this box score. Yeah. Steph went 8 for 20. Wiggins 6 for 14. The whole starting lineup – well, I can't even say the whole starting lineup, but the three – the three main scores in their starting lineup shot under fifty percent. Right, and that's and that and again they still won this game. Like granted, Jordan Poole had to make it getting forty point Basically, I mean, but then on the goal. other side, on the other side, Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain both shot thirty percent or under. Yeah, like I said, but especially like Dylan Brooks had a couple of clubs threes in the fourth, but it's like for the vast majority of the game, he was quiet on offense. And then the same with Desmond Bain. Like, you rarely saw even Desmond Bain take a shot, let alone – like, he – obviously, he was taking – because he second he took the third most shots of the team. It was like, Desmond Bain, like, realistically, he was not involved in the offense. A lot of it was literally just, like, whether it was Wiggins or at – at one point, I believe, it was Clay Thompson was guarding. Whereas, like, they would more help off on John Morant than care about Desmond Bain just sitting on the wing. And whenever he shot, like you could just tell, like he was shooting like tentatively, like he was they they would leave him open, and he was almost like scared. It first time for everybody like, that I see this happen, Desmond Bain, where he's actually scared to shoot the basketball. Facts. Like, it's, the, I, I'm, I don't even know how how do the Warriors do it defensively without Draymond for an entire half? Because that is even wild to me. That like literally, you see Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks, two two guys who are really good shooters, by the way, guys who can shoot forty percent from three or whatever. Just not like all of a sudden, like two for like two for eight, I believe, from Dylan Brooks, and I don't remember what Desmond Bain's was, but it's like that that was you rarely have ever saw from a Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks three point because that's like their guy main guys when it comes to shooting. I'm about to say, but. Probably gonna be like a, a bounce back redemption game. Oh, for sure. Like I said, I don't, I don't see Desmond Bain shooting this poorly for an entire playoff series. But neither do I see Dylan. You know, so. But yeah, like I don't see. I mean, hey, if if it be, if it comes down to this, and it's like, ah, nah, I'm not, I'm not even gonna put that out there. Like, <laughs> never. Like I said, I'm not gonna say nothing. But yeah, John Murray, definitely good to see that John Morant actually had a step up game where like he actually played like a legit. He he played like what he we were we were going to see we were supposed to see in round one was like this uh, was the because I'm about to say in round one he averaged what twenty one points a game. Yeah, but it was like he shot with thirty eight percent in the field or something. Yeah, he played something terrible. Wild. I mean, 
He was dishing the rock, but yeah, like that, that was great to see too. Like he was playmaking even without shooting, like shooting horrible from the field. He would like at least he was still playmaking. A lot of that low key was uh, Brandon Clark picking up his bit. Like yeah, he, bro, that, bro. Brandon Clark is such an underrated big man in this league, bro. And it sucked that he sat on the bench for a long time for Memphis. Because they were definitely running Steven Adams and Xavier Tillman as two bigs in that rotation. They rarely have ever played Brandon. And he, he played good when he played, but he just didn't play a whole lot for them, which I found that weird. No, nah, I did as well. Like, he, I mean, I wouldn't, he, he kind of, in a way, reminds me of Montez Harrell a little bit. Like, he's a guy that I wouldn't want as my starting center, but when he's coming off the bench, like, Genuinely, could be one of the best centers, like best backup centers in the league. Oh, for sure. I mean, I I think he's like just very, very energetic, very bouncy, very athletic. I mean, he just does yeah. his job. That's that's all. Again, that's and like I said, and that's why I like him on like on this Grizzlies team as opposed to him going to any other team. But it's like I would prefer this from him, like this, like just him playing as like a six man big, as six man playing center. As opposed to him, like in a like, I, it's weird. Does like, I don't. It's because I feel like he'd be limited more if he's in the starting lineup as opposed to like coming as an as a yeah. six man. But yeah, I, I do. I shot. That's definitely a person I just shout out because, and he's done it consistent. He's doing it as a, on a playoff team and consistently on a playoff team. Like it's not like that's that's what I like about more. He's doing this at this level of competition at, at in in the playoffs nonetheless. Like he's playing better in the playoffs than he did in the regular season, which is wild. Which even if he played good in the regular season, but it's like he's elevated in the playoffs. I agree. All right. We're gonna do a, a what how many more predictions do we have left? And then I gotta finish this homework. Oh for sure. You did. Um, was it Phoenix did we, did we, Dallas? Did we cover that? Yeah. We did not. Uh, I have Phoenix in six. Literally, I have, Phoenix I, have in six. I have Phoenix in five. I don't. I, don't, I mean, I, I I think Jalen Brunson could pull another miracle game out of him, and they could go six. I think I think Luke's gonna have one of those. I think Luke's gonna have one of those games. No, I, definitely. It's gonna definitely be fun to see Luca versus D Book and Jalen Brunson. Uh, he probably gonna learn a lot from Chris Paul playing against him because they, they remind me so much of like not. I I don't, I don't think Jalen Brunson is like. The way he plays his play style like Chris Paul, but there's some facets of his game that you can see Chris Paul in. Oh yeah, for sure. Like literally, like I said, we mentioned it earlier, him running the pick and roll. That like him, the way the decisions he makes in that pick and pick and roll does sort of remind me of like I wouldn't say what sort of a young younger Chris Paul in a way. Whereas like nah, I agree, it's a, it's a weird mix of young Chris Paul and like current Chris Paul where it's. Like he has like the, the the intangibles, like he has the, the like or he has the, uh, what's that? Like I don't know what the word is for. But he, what, he, I, I, what, I, what I think is gonna like eventually be the downfall of the Mavericks is their supporting cast outside of Jalen Brunson and Luka Doncic. Oh yeah, like I said, I'm not expecting Reggie Bullock to hit six, seven threes every single game. I'm not expecting Maxi Kleba. Yo, to, didn't you didn't you predict that he was gonna have one of those games? I did, bro. Literally in our prediction, I, I shit. I almost tweeted it too. I was like, "Hey, I want people to realize that hey, 
I called was Reggie Bullock performance. I don't know, but it was going to be one game that Reggie Bullock hit six or seven threes. And I think it was it was game was it game one? Oh, I for, I forgot what game it was. But literally, Reggie Bullock had a game where he hit like six threes, and I'm like, yo, yo, and, and, and bro, it was in the back of my mind, bro, and I just remembered it, and I was like, bro, there's no way he actually. Hold on. <laughs> Because, again, he has this game every fucking time, bro. Literally, every place he's been, he's had one random, like, literally just one random game where, oh, you're you going to ball for six, seven threes. But now, all right, so, all right, I'm going to look at this trying to find it. I want to find it, too, bro. Like, that's, there's no, I know. Yeah, he had games where he had, like, three or four. See, this one, yeah, he had three or four. But I was like, like I said, I knew he was going to have, like, 21 points on, like, four, four or five threes. But this one, he only had 15. But yeah. But, nah, he's going to – shit, he might have one of these games literally in – He might have one of the yeah. games in the next year. I don't, I don't think he had it because I think the most points he had in uh, the Jazz series was about, like, 15 or 16. Yeah, it was 15. That was, that was – yeah, that was game one, though. That's, that's what I did see that year. Dog, I didn't realize how many minutes they fucking play. Thinking about, they really do want like a rotation. I just saw Reggie Bullock played forty four minutes and had six points. Yeah, I'm telling you, they run a six man rotation, bro. No, yeah, that was the game. Wasn't that the Dallas beat up or no? Dallas won that game, I think. Oh no, yeah, this game six. Yeah, yeah, that was. I I remember because it's like. They legit do run like a six man rotation. They, it's the starters and Maxi Kleber. That's literally their their lineup. Yeah, and then we played nineteen minutes. I'm about to say because the next two people, well, it, it was Dinwiddie and Kleber, and then the next person off the bench played two minutes. Yeah, like I said, they literally run a six to seven man. Like when it was when Luca was out, that's when they ran like a six man rotation. It was like, yeah, <laughs> they're basically the kid is in the league, bro. Yeah, like, and I'm trying to think. Did he, he did, didn't he do that with the Nets too, where he ran like a six or seven man rotation? Like, that was the old man Nets too, like where they were running like Paul Pierce and shit. They ran, yeah. I know he ran like a six or seven man rotation with that team. And it was like KG playing center. And I don't know. Those things, this so that was just a weird time. But it's like, yeah. All right, so I'm trying to think. In game, Luca came back as a game three, four. I didn't believe it was game three he came back, or game four he came back. But it's like, all right, so if I'm – I don't know I'm doing excessive clicking right now. But in game, in game one, Dallas ran a – I think they ran like a nine-ish man rotation. But then one of it's Josh Green running 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> like respect to Josh Green, but it's like how – that's that's y'all's nine-man rotation right there is – Josh Green in the playoffs, we all that's like, that's the main rotation. But again, like this rotation, they're basically yeah, it, running. It's, it's crazy, bro. They do. Like I said, it's it's because again, it's it all depends on like Dwight how Dwight Powell being in. Uh, I almost called this man Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. Oh, I think we can all agree. Like we was talking about like DeAndre Jordan and, and Andre Drummond and shit. But Dwight Powell is definitely on that list of the most useless big men in the league. Oh no, for sure. There's it's always in I'm not saying he's white, but it's like it's always that stereotypical like seven foot center that basically just like Cody Zeller falls into that category for me too. 
of just big ass Miles Plumley also is just big ass niggas that just they, they are just out there to just be a fifth guy. They they don't do anything. They just like, have to be big, bro. Literally, they're just there to be big. That's all they. It's because anybody else, like they're the only big dude on the roster. That's basically it. No, like. Okay. Like Kavon Looney at least does a little. Like he gets his rebounds. He plays a little bit of defense. Dwight Powell don't do none of that. Cody Zeller don't do none of that. Literally, that's they're just there to be big. Like it's just wild to me. And it's and again, those are the dudes that get like big contracts too. That's the sad thing. Dwight Powell has had like he had, Dwight Powell has to have made at least like a hundred a hundred in his career. Bro, because he's because he has signed like two. Big ass contracts with Dallas. I do like. There's no way he has. Jordan Powell just pick and roll lob. I mean, he doesn't even protect the basket that that well. He really is. He's a he is a bad defender. Being honest, he is a bad defender. Yes, he is a bad. That's you. <laughs> like he. Okay, there's no way he's only made 50, 50 million in his career, but he's got two more years up on his current contract. So he's probably, he's probably gonna, he's probably gonna most likely he he will get an extension. He, he probably will because again he's he's a starter for them, so it's not like they're gonna just let him walk. He's a, he's a, for what it's worth, he does start for them. He's only shit, thirty. How old is he like? He's thirty. He's he'll be thirty one in in July. Oh my goodness. Yeah, bro. All right, so I'm on his basketball reference, so that just brings up like shit that happened in his career. I forgot that he was traded from Rondo. Was he? Wait, what team? Was, hold on, I'm trying to remember what team with Dwight Powell was on. Oh no, he was traded. My bad. He was traded with Rondo. Him and Rondo were traded to Dallas for Jay Crowder, Jameer Nelson, Brandon Wright, and a 2016 first round pick. Hold on. Yeah. What team was so Dwight Powell on? He was with the Celtics. Him and Rondo were on the Celtics. Whoa. That's that was so fucking long. Yo, he must have like not played at all. No, probably not, because I, I assume he would have been a rookie at this point. Oh yeah, because he was yeah he was a set. Hold up. So in this between June and December when that happened, he was traded or he had all right. So he was tra- drafted by. This is how long this was. He was drafted by the Charlotte Bobcats in the second round. Of 2014. Mm. The Wait, Dwight Powell has been in the NBA since 2014? 2014. Drafted by the Charlotte Bobcats. Traded with. Whoa! Yo, I thought Dwight Powell was like 25. Nope. This man is 30. He'll be 31 in July, bro. He was a four year college guy. Oh. That makes a lot of sense, actually. That makes a lot of sense, though. Dog, reading the transactions actually makes me sad. Trade, he traded with Brendan Haywood to the cast for Alonzo G. Yo, <laughs> yo, I, what's it called? Yo, um, I, I was having this conversation with my friend the other day, and I, I, I was just like, yo, why do these general managers insist on making these useless moves, bro? <laughs> Like you're trading a nobody for another nobody. <laughs> Alonzo G, bro. Here, this one's worse. At least Alonzo G had a few years in the league. Traded by the Cavs, he signed a contract with the Cavs. By the way, 
cat traded by the Cavs with John Lucas III, who at this point is out of the league. He's an assistant coach at the point. Eric Murphy, remember Eric Murphy? He was that nigga was a, a fucking sharpshooter. Mount literally, he was like he was he's kind of like Laurie what Laurie Marketing is low key. He he reminds me of Laurie Marketing. Malcolm Thomas, who I don't I don't even know. I don't even remember Malcolm Thomas cute. And a 2016 second round pick, which the 2016 second round pick, that nigga is still in the league, by the way. It's Abdel Nader. That's the best player out of everybody that you just named. Actually, <laughs> literally. I, I wouldn't even say that, bro. I'd say, yeah. I, I mean, Dwight Howard, like, is still a contributor, but it's like, and a 2017 second round pick, which is Kadeem Allen. That nigga's not even in the league. All, they traded all of that. For Keith Bogans. Are you fucking serious? In 2014, traded all of that for Keith Bogans. Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> yep. Yo, that <laughs> that that's how that's how he got to the Celtics. That, that's how Dwight Powell got to the Celtics. Was all of that he was trading for Keith Bogans, basically. <laughs> I'm not gonna cap. That is that is one of the worst trades I've ever heard in NBA history. Dwight Powell is the best player. Uh, had the best career out of everybody in this list, bro. The fact that that was a multiplayer deal. Yeah, that, that yo September was going crazy, bro. I'm telling you, blockbuster moves. <laughs> yo, 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 yeah. that, yo. That's like a move you make when your front office is like, okay, we need. Like, you need to make a move or you're going to get fired, and nobody's on the market, and so you make that move so you don't get fired. Word. And by the way, probably still ended up getting fired. By the way, this was the Cavs' first trade after LeBron James left. <laughs> or when LeBron – sorry, that was when LeBron came back, my bad. Literally. Yo, I'm not going right to – Yeah. The Cavs traded Dwight Powell after LeBron got there, so – we missed the dynamic duo of LeBron and Dwight Powell together. LeBron throwing lobs to Dwight Powell. <laughs> hey, Dwight, hey, say what you want. That's Tristan Thompson in a nutshell right there. No, nah, Dwight Powell. Dwight been, Powell is literally Tristan Thompson. They would have got he would have got that eighty million dollar deal instead of instead of uh Tristan Thompson. Thinking about it now. I'm trying to think of like, all right, so ball. Bro, that, that, ball. Nah, if you think about it, that's actually crazy, bro. Duh. <laughs> Bro, Dwight Powell was a Keith Bogans away from having a, a lifetime of earnings. Facts. That, that's okay. Because after that first year of playing, nah, I'm not going to lie. Because oh, yeah. they probably would have kept him on the roster after the first year. Oh, yeah. Because like I said, they were in final team. So it's not like they were going to just let everybody walk. And again, it's not like they had depth. So he would have probably been a backup center. If, like, it like, I'm about to say, because after Tristan Thompson, what was it? Timothy Mosgov? But there were starting lines where Tristan Thompson and Timothy Mosgov were both starters. Yeah, when uh when Kevin Love went down, that's when the when Kevin Love got hurt. That's they ran Mosgov and Tristan Thompson together. So that would have been Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell would have definitely been in that line. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think at that point he would have been played over. I don't know because this was this was the year before Mosgov got that big ass contract with the Lakers. So I don't know. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, wow. bro. It definitely would have been. Oh man! All right. Oh my nah, God. That's that's, that's, that's that's hilarious. I'm thinking. Yeah, that's gonna be all right. Just programming thing. I'm definitely, bro. All right. So I'm looking at all right. Literally, 
Hall of Fame probability is 0.0, by the way, for Dwight Powell. Just like, you know, like that's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's not, that's not even me. That's from basketball reference. His Hall of Fame probability is a zero point. Which, I mean, true. But yeah, thinking about it, like, yeah, that's going to be an episode of just talking about every 2016 contract that, uh, <laughs> that song because your 2016 was like the year one the of NBA the- changed, bro. That was like, is that the worst off season ever? Nah, well, probably, nah, probably. Kevin Durant, yeah, yeah, Kevin Durant is a warrior, so like maybe not the worst off season, but I, I feel mean, like this, despite that Kevin Durant move, bro, every other move is pretty subpar. Everything I, I wouldn't even say so far. This just god awful. Like who was the who was the best player in that free, like outside of Kevin Durant? Like who was even the best player in that 2016 offseason? Like being real, like being real, like real shit. Who would have been that? Like Nick Batum, I think would have been the next guy. Ag that offseason. Literally, that's where he got the like big ass back. Like. Was it one twenty five? I believe it was the 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 actual. I'm I'm trying to remember what I think it was twenty one one twenty five. I think it was the five year one twenty five. Yeah, come on now, bro. For Nick Fatone, that's Kevin Durant money right there. That they gave this man. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, bro, I bet Nick Fatone. He went back to France, bro. The motherfuckers partied all week long. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I'm telling you, he probably took a trip to Cabo, probably bought him a jet. Like, <laughs> he was probably going crazy. Now, I'm not going to uh, cap. He the man back in his city, bro. <laughs> oh, for sure. They said, man, since that nigga really go bad, bro. You I mean, shit, it's probably, it's, shit, now it's probably really go bad. But you think about it, like, shit, hey. Hey, they they throwing these overseas players the bags, nigga. Oh, all right. So yeah, here's some of the like the shit coming. All right, so Mo Harkless, this wasn't as bad, but Mo Harkless four year forty million. Uh, I mean, but at the time he deserved it. Yeah, at the time, like he was still young, so it, it made sense. All right, so I should not click. Oh, here's all right. West Matthews three year fifty four million dollars. That was via Dallas. Which I guess kind of makes it. Eh, it was kind of worth it. He, he, he was a three and D player. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Greg Monroe, two years, thirty-five million. Holy shit. Chandler Park Parsons, four year, ninety-four million. God damn, I missed that. Why? Nah, bro. That's yeah. That's embarrassing. Evan Turner at this point was very much a bust at this point. <laughs> four years, seventy million dollars. Omer Four years, Austin. seventy mil. Again, at this point, he was already a bust. Like he was, he was out of Philly at that point. I think he was in what, Boston. He had kind of been okay, but like for the most part, he just he was done for basically. And after that contract, he retired. So, of, of course, Omer Ashik, four year, forty four million. That was that was a head scratcher. Yeah, I, bro. I just don't. I don't know. What, what the fuck were these niggas thinking during the offseason? They're thinking, shit, we got all this extra money. Might as well throw it at <laughs> But that, no, Omer Ashik, though, like, the, the, again, 
That's why Anthony Davis requested a trade. Because the best niggas y'all could get for him was Omer Ashik. Again, I understand AD not wanting to play the five. And they eventually gave him Boogie Cousins, which at that point, I don't know why you requested a trade if they got you Boogie. But, but didn't Boogie Cousins get injured when AD was injured? Well, this was like when AD came back is when he got injured. I do remember that now. Because after that, that's when they went on like a crazy run where they won like, I think it was like with 15 in a row or something after, after Boogie got hurt. And that's when they got into the playoffs. Yeah. I remember, I do remember that. Joe Kim Noah is probably the worst contract right here. Four years, 72 million. Dude. That's, at, that's, at that point in 2016, that's terrible. Yeah, that's that's a horrible offseason. Outside of Kevin, like granted, like Kemba got a, his extension, but even then, it's like, did, did that matter to the Hornets? They they underpaid him, and somehow they still didn't do anything with it because they got Nick Batum. That oh yeah, a- Avery Bradley contract. Like, well, that's not even bad at that point. Bro, that, that, that's actually not that bad. Thinking about it. Because he at least started for them. Evan Turner was not a starter for the Blazers anymore. <laughs> Paid $18 million a year. And they still ran a Mo Harkless and Alfred Camino starting lineup. Yeah, that's fucking terrible. That's, that is horrendous. Look, how did who? Dudes kept jobs after that. Yo, I, nah, them niggas had to, like, crack had to be like some type of epidemic in the league in 2016 the way they were giving out the they, they were just giving out money bro bro I all right this is the peak of the shit contracts I was I clicked on a random link for basketball reference at this point Miles Plumley made more money than Steph Curry whoa nah because I think I think that was the year that Steph was still making like 12 mil yeah 12 he was making 12.1 Miles Plumley was making 12.5 I mean, I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even say that was too bad because Steph, you got to think about it. He was coming off uh, like injuries his whole like start of his career. Yeah, I, like I said, that I don't understand. I'm not I'm not upset that Steph Curry was being underpaid. I'm just mad that niggas gave Miles Plumlee thirteen million. Nah, bro, and it it, 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 was, it was pretty sad how Steph was getting underpaid. Miles Plumlee getting paid more than Stephen Curry is a sentence that I don't want to say no more. Cause yeah, that's right. just, that's, yeah, bro. You deserve the electric chair, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, for sure. Like I said, there's no, there's no way, there's no reason that you truly believe that that contract was. Good. Oh, I forgot. More shit. Portland Trailblazers contracts, by the way. Uh, Alan Crabb, four years, seventy-five million. Who his peak was with the Brooklyn Nets. So, good for that. <laughs> Literally. All right. So there's, the, of course, the Nick Batum contract. Uh, Solomon Hill made a four-year, four forty-eight million. I don't even think he started at that point. Jan Mahimi, four-year, sixty-four million. Ken Bazemore, four-year, seventy million. Holy <laughs> shit, bro! Ken Bazemore got paid four-year, seventy mil. Four-year, seventy mil by the Atlanta Hawks. Oh my fucking! Well, that was the that was the year after they had them four All Stars or whatever. So I don't even. Yeah, that was that was this was. Yeah, that was after. At least said Kyle Korver is gone. I think at that point, uh, was it was it Jeff? No, because they paid Jeff T. I forgot. No, was it them or Minnesota that paid Jeff T? One of them paid Jeff. I think it was Minnesota actually that paid him. But still, uh, of course, you know everybody's favorite uh, defensive player, Matthew Dellavedova. 
Oh my four, fucking goodness, bro. Four year thirty nine million from the Bucks. Bro, nah, bro. And then Timothy Mozgov got a bag too. Oh yeah, like I said, the Lakers threw two shit contracts. Timothy Mozgov and of course Lou All Day. Uh which again I didn't even realize they had just stopped paying them this year. They had just stopped paying. He retired three years. Last year that Lou Aldang was getting paid. Like I said, literally, that like two weeks crazy. ago. Two weeks ago, they just stopped paying this man. Oh, oh, there's a, a whole other section. I didn't even uh, realize this. Ryan Anderson, for your $80 million. He's out of the league before he finishes that contract, by the way. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> I'm reading this as a Pistons fan. I'm like, what the fuck? John Ruler, four years, $42 million. This is the year we make the playoffs, by the way. And the, our next step after that is paying John Lewis to be this stretch forward of the future. <sighs> Bismack beyond both. There's so I'm about to say, Bismack got a four-year, $72 million bag. I remember that after the uh, Raptors playoff series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, literally. And lit- it won't even act out for a series. It was for like this third – it was a 30-second. Nah, it was play. one game. Literally, he had the twelve twenty six rebounds. I think it was, but literally, it was the clip of a thirty second play of him blocking Dwayne Wade and then getting a dunk on the other end. Literally, on a four on one fast break, he got a dunk, and that's what made niggas pay. It. Come on now, bro. This shit. This this is what all of these niggas was paid the same off season, the same fucking off season. That's Tyler bro. Courtney Lee passed his prime. All right, I'm all right. I'm done with these guys. This, these are just fucking trash. Anyway, it's sad, bro. That's man. These are serious contracts. These are like your job will rise on the fact that you have to build a competent team in two years or you're fired. And your moves to make this is Courtney Lee and. Passes from Joe Kim Noah. I don't know what the fuck these niggas are thinking, bro. Timothy Mozgov might be the worst contract, though. No, nah, Timothy definitely the worst one. Because it's not it's not even like he showed promise. Bro, because like, I'm not going to lie. The very next year, bro, Timothy Mozgov, bro, that's and that's why I, I, like, have my case on LeBron and how I think about it because of how good he makes everybody look. Everybody got paid because of LeBron. JR got a contract extension. Was it Amon Shumpert? I believe he had an extension at that point. Um, Kevin Love obviously got a fat extension after LeBron left. Like, Tristan Thompson obviously was like one of the big ones. Like, literally everybody got paid because of how good he was. And that, that's when, that's when I'm like, yo, y'all can't say shit about LeBron, bro. Like this nigga's getting Timothy. If he's getting Timothy Mozgov max contract, well, not even, but put like close to max contract. Timothy Mozgov, bro. Exactly. Timothy Mozgov. Has Timothy Mozgov had on this league since LeBron was playing with him? Um, he was used as a trade chip for D'Angelo Russell, or he and D'Lo was traded for each other, and then that's when he was out of the league, basically right after that. But he was on foot. Hold up. He was on that. He was on that Nets team. Though, like when D'Lo first, like he was traded with D'Lo. I re- I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. 
Because that's when Magic Johnson was like, oh, Lonzo's the point guard of the future as D'Angelo Russell is sitting seven feet from him in this press conference. Like, he said, oh, Lonzo Ball, I think, is the point guard of the future for the Los Angeles Lakers. And that's when they traded him, D'Lo, and Moscow for Brook Lopez. I remember that vividly. Because I'm like, how the fuck do you just piss off D'Angelo Russell that bad? Like, you literally – he said publicly that Lonzo again, not obviously no shade towards Lonzo because Lonzo's still a good point guard. But mm-hmm. the fact that he said publicly with D'Angelo Russell sitting right there next to him, not even next to him, but it's like two people down, saying that Lonzo Ball is the point guard of the future for the Los Angeles Lakers. By the way, Lonzo not even there in the court. Nah, fact. I mean, because that's that. That's because they didn't even know how to use him, or they. I mean, and plus they traded him for AD, which you know how that turned out. Yeah, they they got the ring out of it, whatever. But it that baffled me because it's like, and again, I understand if you get LeBron, you're going to go get superstars and vets. That's that's the goal. They're like realistic. You like you can even admit when you're in on LeBron James' team, it is not to develop young guys. That's that's basically what. It is. And you, everybody saw the right on the wall. But it's like, if you know that again. A year from now, you're going to go get LeBron James, and you know what comes with LeBron James. Why sit there and with D'Angelo Russell, which again turned into a future All Star, and now is a playoff point guard, or at the time playoff point guard. I mean, but D'Angelo really ain't been doing much for me to even be respected, as you know. Exactly, I, I completely understand that. But it's, it's even then, like at the time, 21 year old guy who's putting them almost 20 a game. And again, you you drafted, you specifically nah, drafted. They, they drafted. They drafted another point guard and then traded him. Yeah, bro. I I, I really don't understand why how Magic thought the way he did. Exactly. I, I, I think necessarily it was just some, like around hype, but also he was a great prospect, and I, I I think he's gonna pan out well. I don't think it's over for him. Yeah, it's not obviously like I said he's still gonna be in Chicago. He's still gonna have a really good season, but it's like. Again, and that's the thing. You say that Lonzo Ball is going to be the future of the team, and then you traded the future of this team, which, again, boggles my mind that he even said this publicly, which, again, you have your future point guard, and then you say somebody else is going to be a future point guard, and now the future point guard of the Los Angeles Lakers is Russell Westbrook. So a pass is prime Russell Westbrook. So now what? There, there is oh. no future point guard of the brand. See, that's why. That's why Magic Johnson stepped down, bro, because he realized he was fucking up. He's exactly he knew what he was doing. Kendrick Nunn is the future point guard in Los Angeles. Like 26-year-old Kendrick Nunn, future point guard. Not even fucking Kendrick, bro. It's nobody. It's nobody. <laughs> bro, it's, bro, it's they have a new point guard every season. Literally, because it was what Dennis Schroeder, and then the year before that was was it Rondo? Was Rondo, Rondo. start? Was he start? Uh, I was like, was it, it, it was LeBron, but it, it was basically yeah. Rondo. Rondo in name in in statue was the starting point guard. Before that was Lonzo, obviously, and then before that was what that was D'Lo. D'Lo, <laughs> literally, literally every year there's a starting point guard for Los yeah, Angeles. Every, every every year, that's why I like the Lakers. Yeah, see that 2020 ring is like so so confusing how they won it because the past ten years. Like I, I just don't know what the fuck the Lakers have been doing, and then they, exactly. out of nowhere, one in twenty twenty. 
out of literally out of nowhere. Was like, I mean, again, you see LeBron. It's not out of nowhere. It's, yeah, it's LeBron James, but, but you like, got to think about the Lakers. Like, the Lakers' current history. How do you go from winning the ring to not even making that out of the first round? And I understand injuries are a big factor on the game, but you still have LeBron James and Anthony Davis playing in the series, bro. Exactly, and it's like they went from no playoffs championship. Bounced in for in the first round again injuries you know whatever but it's like to no playoffs first, again no playoffs which again injuries whatever but then they were five hundred team with a bro we got so, we got to stop talking about the Lakers bro this is bad for our health facts <laughs> bro like, come on we like said, we ain't talking about good teams teams that are relevant at this point bro like respect to LeBron obviously it's like the, the Lakers until bro, the I, Lakers LeBron is the only reason that the Lakers are still relevant. Exactly, because if this team was Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis, ain't nobody watching. Nobody's talking about these niggas, bro. Nobody. With, but okay. I, I think that just kind of points to the scrutiny that LeBron is held to, bro. That's facts. It, and, again, I didn't even realize it. Or I don't say didn't realize it, but I didn't, like, fully understand it until I saw it this year. Was like, yeah, still bro, this, this, is, this is the year that I fully understand what people were talking about for years about how – we hold LeBron to the standard, and bro, he's in his nineteenth year. Literally, like if he again, imagine I'm, I'm like, like any other superstar, basically playing basically year nineteen, year twenty, whatever, and is under this kind of shit. Like MJ and O three, let's be honest, nobody, nobody was giving him shit for losing. On the Washington Wizards. The fact, you know, the fact that you have these kind of expectations as a 37-year-old in your 19th year. Come on, bro. Tell me. 30 for your team to be below average? Come on now. And imagine if he was averaging 25 and 5. This team is winning 20 games. Come on now. Nah, facts. <laughs> this team is working a lot. <sighs> yeah, the Lakers are. It, it, I'm not gonna lie, it's so far gone with them, bro. It is. Like, and there's, uh, no, there's... I, 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 don't, I don't see them winning another ring in the in the next couple of years, primarily because Giannis okay. and the Celtics both exist, and now the Grizzlies are coming up, and now the Warriors are back, and there's just too many threats, and you're not gonna be able to get anything for Russell Westbrook unless Russell Westbrook just, bro, and you know. <sighs> I'm not even going to say it. I'm tired of talking about the Lakers because it's just going to piss me off even more. The Russell Westbrook has been playing in the league for damn near 14 years and still doesn't have to show a jump shot. That's a fact, though. Literally, his peak jump shot was his MVP year. Thinking about yeah, that, that was his best shooting year, bro. And he was and still shooting under 40%. Exactly. And as a, as, a, as a guard in the NBA, that's terrible. Like That's fucking ass. Something that we like, and again, obviously to a different level, criticized Ben Simmons for, it, or even well, ben, at this ben point, Ben Simmons is not necessarily like a. a he's not sticking. He's a point yeah, forward. Yeah. I mean, but you got to also think what else Ben Simmons brings to the game of basketball. He's a way better defender. Way arguably. better defender. He's way more versatile. He said, arguably better playmaker. I don't even say arguably like. I can see arguments of him being a better player because bro, he is. Because you got you got to think about it. That's Russell mean. Westbrook is basically a six three Ben Simmons, exactly. and Ben Simmons is so good because of how big he is as a player. Right, 
So you take and away that hype from Ben Simmons, he's not going to be as good. Hence, we're looking at it right now. Prime example of Russell Westbrook. And and that's and that's what teams are, and that's what twenty nine NBA teams are looking at right now. Sure, they see yeah, Russ can still put up with nineteen eight and eight or whatever. But the, what comes behind that is an inability to shoot the ball. Isn't nearly Turning as good. The ball of a, over. I mean. It, and it's crazy that Russell Westbrook is probably the only point guard with a long tenure in the NBA that hasn't gotten smarter. That's a fact, though. And it's like you saw like, – so we saw the progression from James Harden. You saw progressions from Kyrie Irving. You saw progressions with uh, Steph Curry. You saw progressions with Damian Lillard. Russell Westbrook, granted, again, numbers progress, but as a – just on floor as a basketball player, not n- nothing – has changed from Russ from year one to year four, or maybe you have to take year three to year 14. Being honest, he is the same player from the exact, the, the exact same player. Yes, he lost athleticism, which in terms, his numbers are not. That's literally it. He's still a high turnover. To, uh, like his assist turnover is basically got off at this point. Like, Two to one, two to one as a starting point guard. Turnovers to assist. Come on up. That's terrible. I don't, bro. Care. I don't care who you playing with. That's that is bad. Where you're <laughs> and, literally and the fact that his usage rate. The fact that he has a two to one turnover, turnover assist to turnover ratio, and his usage rate is not even that high. Exactly, because again, because he's, he's playing, playing with LeBron. Like, and it, it, I don't even think it's two to one at this point. Because it's what he averaged at least got it had to be with four. I think it was a, all right, so and I don't I don't think he averaged eight assists this year. If I'm I, he might have yeah, he averaged like right borderline seven assists. So like in the mid in between seven and eight. So yeah, it would have been around it would have been like one and a half to one, which again is still terrible, but terrible. That's that's atrocious. Hi, <laughs> like, bro. That's how do you how does that just go or not? I mean, granted, like a lot of people have talked at the end about it, but it's it's so all right. So literally, this is from I don't know what I, I don't think this, I think, but it's two point one. Two point one is to is is is, is to turnover, which like Dude. like that is terrible. <laughs> terrible is it starting? Oh wait, no, that's not. Never mind. That's. A way different article. Uh, fuck stat news. I, I hate using stat news because it's so but Stat, bro. Stat moves, bro. So bro, inaccurate. It really is, though. Like, and again, it has. All right, so give or take. Yeah, point is, all right. I'm like, all right. Yeah, I'm done with. Something. Anyway, yeah. But you were saying those stat, yeah. I, like and again, you see the tweets and it's like, oh my goodness, bro! And I, I'll literally see a stat news tweet, bro, and I'll be like, "There's no way." I look in the comment section and there's seventy-five different people debunking the tweet. Word, <laughs> that, bro, not nah, like, bro. I, I think it was the other day. It was like uh, players with this amount of points, this amount of rebounds, and this amount of assists in the first two games of their playoff debut. And then it, I think it was like Jordan Poole, right? Nah. Yeah, it had to be. It probably was Jordan Poole. Nah, it, it was somebody. But then he, he was like, yeah, he's the only player with this, this, and this. And then I seen like, bro, just looked at the uh, 
at the quote tweets and the comments. Oh, but Luca and LeBron, I was like, yeah, see, I, I knew this shit was not true, bro. Because <laughs> LeBron literally had like a 30, 30 piece, nine assists, and like five rebounds in his first playoff debut or his first game. And then the second game, he has a similar stat line. Yeah, like you said, it's the nah, would be killing me. And it's for some reason, I only see it under stat news is the uh, the super follower shit. Was like, nigga, oh, oh my <laughs> god, no, I'm not gonna cap. If you're on Twitter and you're super following anybody, bro, <laughs> dude, you're getting clown, bro. Bro, when, it, the worst thing is, I don't even know how to super follow anybody exactly. Like, I'm not on Twitter 14 hours a day stalking the Twitter account. Nah, nah if you're on Twitter 14 hours a day, bro, seek help. Alexa, unless it's woes, and even then, I'm not replying to woes tweet because fucking 5,000 replies. Who the fuck cares? But it's like, if, um, unless it's woes, I'm not stalking anybody's Twitter account. because, And I'm only stalking woes' Twitter account for podcasting. Nigga. I'm not doing this to just nah, to, fine, bro. to fantasize about woes. I'm like, nah, nah. Hey, come on now, bro. Like, that's... <laughs> this I mean, is like, woes is different, bro. If you're, if you're on anybody's type of Twitter account, that is, first of all, is that news even verified? No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. Verified or not, he's not an actual source. It's not, though. Like I said, it's not It's not somebody that you go into for, like, actual, like, like, the way. And, and like, wait, it's a super follower, like, that's like subscribing to somebody. So, like, you're paying them a certain amount every month. Yeah. Yeah, that's Which, sad as fuck, bro. I'm not going to lie. Like... <laughs> that man for false stats, bro. That's sad, bro. That's literally. Oh my goodness! Literally false. Stats. Who started that? I don't know because I literally only see it under stat use. So I what don't. What are the know. benefits of being a super follower, though? All right, so stat use is verified, like on Twitter at least. But it's okay. like <laughs> this fucking cherry picked that is that line. Oh wait, all right. So I mean, it's not really cherry picked, but. Teammates to score 30 plus in the same game. Oh, it's this playoffs. Never mind. So who the fuck cares? It says the teams to score 30 plus in the same game this playoffs. Like, we've had this playoffs. That's such a fucking random stat. It's the second round. Exactly. We've had, it's been two weeks. So the, the duos to score plus in two weeks. Uh, Brandon Ingram, CJ, Stephen Clay, and then Ja and Jared. All Oh, it says all of them lost. Hilarious. Good like what kind of stat is that? That's that's like the first player to score this and this on this Tuesday, on the second week of May. You know what that reminds me of? It'll always Bro. forever. It'll remind me of that that is young gift. Oh, like that is. Oh, oh my gosh! I remember <laughs> that shit so bad. It was like LeBron, Magic, Bird, Jordan, and Thaddeus fucking. <laughs> They added in like it was like 1.8 steals with like 13, 4. I was like, nigga, what the fuck? <laughs> bro, I was like, nah, this got it, bro. This is the most like, bro, what the fuck is this nigga doing, bro? And I was like, bro, there's actually no way that this is the only group of people that have done this. <laughs> that is, <laughs> bro, I seen that stat, bro. Imagine Daddy is young seeing that stat, bro. He's like, he's probably confused too. He is. I know. I know for a fact he is. There's no way you look at this. 
bro. That, that's that's when I, that's when like I completely kind of debunk advanced stats and all these certain stats are the only player to do this. And then you're putting like this random player that doesn't have that's not of the same of the other players' calibers for these random just these random ass stats. Facts. And I and again, as somebody who had Jokic as their MVP candidate, I hated the people that used the advanced stats to tell Jokic like Jokic's stat, uh, his MVP case. Again, bro, I honestly, bro, there's no bro. I don't see Jokic winning the MVP this year. Like I have him as my MVPs based off of situation alone. It I didn't. I use mean, situation. Or, yeah, if Jokic doesn't play on that team, they're the worst team in the league. Oh, for sure. But it's like, I'm not using four in defensive box plus minus and fucking... Uh, Nobody's like, using that shit, bro. Nobody. I'm using... I'd say Jokic is the MVP because this man is putting up 27-13-8 on a 16 with Aaron Gore that's his second best player. That's his MVP argument right there. It's not that he's second to, I don't know, it was Robert Williams or whatever in defensive box plus minus. Or it wasn't even so many legit. It was like... I don't, it was like Steven Adams. It was somebody random. It was like that was like he's second in defensive box plus minus to this person, or second in uh in board to I think it was Mikel Bridges. It was somebody random. It was like like come on, bro. As that's something you would say for defensive player of the year, not for the that's NBA. The, yeah, I'm about to say that's <sighs> oh, wow. It's, it's bro. This shit hurt my head, bro. Because. And, and and years to come, bro, it's only gonna get worse. It really is. And they're gonna add random, I'm telling you, like the one in uh I saw that was in, in a YouTube video. I'm pretty sure it was like a dude wire video actually. It was like they were using uh was it miles ran per game. Basically the what? somebody's hustle and it and it was, it was an old video, it's probably from like three years ago. It was like it was uh Zach Ravine that was number one in miles per in miles ran per game. Cause he's probably because fucking uh, what's it called? <laughs> Getting overplayed, playing fucking oh, yeah, five um, minutes a game. Fuck was J- Jim Boylan? That's what it was. Jim, yeah, bro. You know what? I, I I gotta stop there because I I can't I can't fathom to talk about this shit, bro. Oh, for sure. Like I said, we're absolutely not talking about nigga, bro. If we get to talk about Jim Boylan, bro, something's gonna get broken. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I specifically this is the, all right, all right. I'm a, I'm a. This is gonna be my last. This my signing off remark. What's up? There was a game that the Bulls could have won. I mean, would it, would the game have meant anything towards the Bulls record because it was already shit? Absolutely not. But it was the principle of why the fuck Zach Levine was not in. Okay, so there's you might remember this. Oh, I probably do honestly. I, I think the Bulls were playing the Pistons too. Zach Levine had forty. He had forty. There's fifteen seconds left. The Bulls are down one. Pistons, nah, Bull. It was Bulls ball. Yeah. Jim Boylan took Zach Levine out of the game, bro. <laughs> Let me repeat. Jim Boylan. Okay. Zach Levine has forty points. They're down one with fifteen to go. Against the Pistons, and Jim Boylan took Zach Levine out of the game. I hear the pain in your voice, bro. What, bro? Oh my goodness, bro, bro. I'm not gonna lie. When I when I seen that, I was like, bro, because Zach Levine, he's 
one of my favorite, if not top three, top four favorite players of all time. Yeah, I could, I know I'm I'm I've been here for the ride, bro. I'm telling no, you. I'm about to say you 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 know how how highly I've been speaking on him, and I and I knew he was gonna get to this point in his career. Bro, I seen it coming, but I it, it was just like in certain situations like that where he could have gained his respect by hitting the game winner. And, you know, people would have recognized him. No, he went out with forty points on an L. And now people are saying, oh, yeah, he's just putting up empty stats. But I guarantee you if they won that game, people would have thought about Zach Levine differently. Honestly, that's a fact. What? what? Like, it, it, it was just like – and it was before the All-Star break. So it was like, he still has an All-Star case. <laughs> Why is he not in the game? Like you said, there's, there's a certain topic where it's like, they deserve whole episodes. Like Jim Boylan. Hey bro, Jim, bro. <laughs> now nah, Jim Boylan is a narcissist, bro. <laughs> and it's, because, it's specifically because he was under pop, where it's like he, he automatically deserves his respect. As, and it's like that that's just ain't how shit works. Bro, and like, bro, I swear, pop has gotten so many coaches' jobs. And almost, and outside of Budenholzer, none of them have worked. None of them. At all, like think legit thinking about it. Outside of Mike Budenholzer is probably the first or one of the few coaches that has actually worked for uh out of from the Popovich tree. Like Jacques Vaughn, like that with him in Orlando, that was a, a god awful experience on the jump. Um, there were like Brett Brown. There was a certain people color. don't realize in order to be as successful as pop, you have to have the on court personnel that the Spurs have acquired. Exactly, like Tim Duncan. You can't, you can't run pop system with shit players. Exactly, like Brett Brown wanted to run a Spurs offense with uh with was it Ben Simmons and J or not Jay Jordan, but it's like Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid isn't a Tim Duncan like big man. Well, like, I get they both play back to basket, but it's like. Tim Duncan is such a way more fluid, more like fun, literally fundamental. Like I get missed fun, but it's like he literally. I mean, but fundamental I think that's why Mike Budenholzer worked out because you got to think about the surrounding pieces that Tim Duncan also had. He had a Manu Ginobili, Giannis got a Chris Middleton. He had a uh, Giannis had a Drew Holiday. Tim Duncan had a Tony Parker. I mean, they there were, teams were similarly built, bro. Literally, like almost to a T, because they're like they play essentially the exact same. And even then, like again, I, I don't want to make a comparison because it's like too. I don't even say too early, but it's like a Chris Middleton similar is way similar to like what he, I want to say way similar, but it's like similar to what a young Kawhi was doing at that point. Like nah, in, the 20, in the 2014 run, it it feels like similar into what not obviously not on the defensive side, but it's like. On the offensive side, that was his sort of his his Batman or his his Robin, I should say. Was like, yeah. that, like I was, it's just it feels. I wouldn't say again. I wouldn't say similar, but it's like they played had had almost the same impact basically. Like, yeah, bro. But we we, we I'm a, I'm gonna end it right there before I get fired up talking about literally everything <laughs> again. Again, those are. Whole ass episode. Like I said, I'm about to say those, those 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 are four to five episodes in itself talking about just coaches alone, bro. Have you have you had a, a just a pure coaches episode? Oh no! Nah. Like I said, I said 
I, 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 mean, I made it like a passing comment. It was like one episode I was going to talk about how Tom Thibodeau has ruined so many good young players. And this was right Bro, I, I, I want to be on that one with you, bro. Because, like, this was when – this was after Cam – he said that he didn't want to trade for Cam Reddish. And after they traded for Cam Reddish, he benched him for, like, five minutes. Or he played him five minutes and benched him. And, like, that's when I wanted to make the episode. Bro, that, that's going to make me so upset because Cam Reddish has so much potential, bro. Facts. That literally on draft night. I remember I was sitting in a uh, – I was sitting – I was in the gym at my old apartment. We were – I legit said on draft night. Or not even on draft night. It was, like – it was like right before the draft. I was like, I hope Cam Cam Reddish goes to a team where it's, it's like he's the main focus because I think he has Paul George potential. Bro, he, I've, like, been, he, I've been saying that for years, bro. He just didn't really get to unlock it at Duke because you're playing with two top three picks. Exactly. He literally, literally, and again, it sucks that a he had to play in that. Like he was literally playing under a team where he was basically like the fourth or fifth most like noted guy on the team. Cause again, that's when like Grayson Allen was doing like the dirty shit at that point where he was like, basically, say, basically like, Grayson Allen. Um, was a fucking, uh, the, the, I'm not, not, who's the fucking, I'm sorry. Who was the big man on that team? There was, there was, fuck, who was it? It wasn't a meal. Oh, was also on that team, by the way. Trey Jones was also on that team. Oh yeah. Was, See, they, they had a lot of NBA guys on that team, bro. Yeah, but it's like it's it, it, now if say Trey, uh, say Cam Reddish goes to like uh, Power Five, bro. Literally, if he's or if he's in the SEC, bro, he's top five. Word, like if he's playing for like Alabama at, at that point, he would have been that guy. I think he would have oh, been yeah, that for guy. sure. Because again, that's after Colin Sexton and left, so he would have been basically him, Herb Jones, um. Something else would have been, was on that team too, but it was like he he would have been he absolutely would have been that the guy on that team, but like that's it's wild. And again, he went to the Hawks where he obviously was not treated as the guy that we, we probably thought he was going to be at that point because they put a hundred percent of their focus into DeAndre Hunter and DeAndre Hunter alone, which makes sense because DeAndre Hunter will be good, but. Facts. I feel like you could have. Like he, he just really hasn't been put in the best situations, and I, I thought the Knicks were going to be the perfect situation for him. But then Tom Thibodeau is Tom Thibodeauing, literally. And he, for some reason, wanted to still run like what was it? Fucking oh, Marcus Bolden was the big man, by the way. That I was thinking of, like, because he was shit. He was still playing decent for them at that point. But um, like I said, the Knicks was running literally a ten-man rotation where Cam Reddish was getting DNPs. That's fucking crazy, bro. Basically, all of the young guys were getting DMPs. The only young guy on that team that was getting any sort of PT was Emmanuel Quickly. And even then, he was like the ninth guy in the, world, in the rotation. So it didn't really mean shit. Literally, they were just. Tom Thibodeau needs to be like, he needs to retire, dude. Facts. And again, the league would be better without Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau like me in the league. Bro, and, so, and bro so many players will blossom. So and, many. Bro, it, bro, you know what? Like I said. We can't even get into that right now because of the injuries and just at bro. Yeah. But I appreciate you having me, bro. It's always a fun time talking. Oh, for sure, bro. Like I said, hey, when, hey, again, one last thing. But it's like when you, when I texted you, like, and again, I wasn't even rushing, like, that ass. I was not rushing at all. It's like, I was, I literally, honestly, like, the, was it the last night? 
I have forgot. I forgot which which it was either last night or the text I sent you this morning. It was like I literally only texted to make sure if he was up or not. Like not not again, not even rushing, just make sure he was straight. Because obviously uh-huh. like when you sent me bro. last night, like, have you little fucking bro, my schedule been so hectic, bro. Cause what's it called? I, I just I just got a job and I, these past two days I worked six AM to two PM, bro. Damn. And like usually usually I wake up at like four AM to go yeah. like, you know, go to the gym, get the work in. And then I, I come home, you know, get home by like ten thirty, take a nap, and then I wake up and then I would go train again. Then I get home, do some homework, and then I go to bed and repeat. But then it's like this job has interjected with my schedule so much, bro. So it's been like just really hard to adjust around it. And I've been like very tired, but Hey, hey, I'll one hundred percent. I I understand, bro. Like I said, I feel you on that because it's like I'm like I said when I when I when I said don't apologize, I'm like that ass, bro. When I'm telling you, you got a way more difficult schedule than I do, and it's like if shit, even if you were like outright canceled, I wouldn't even been upset about it because shit, I could have just done it. Oh no, I wasn't okay. I'm a man of my word, bro. I'm a whatever I say, I'm gonna do is getting done. (laughs) But it's it's something that I want to do. For sure. Not, bro, these days, bro, not many good basketball conversations happen in my life, bro. (laughs) Bro, you and me both, bro. I be doing with the most fucked up niggas on Instagram, bro. It's like, bro, that's that's part of the reason why I don't argue on Instagram no more because it's, and it'd be like over the smallest shit, bro. It'd be like, yo, why are you arguing with me? I've just literally laid down the facts for you. <laughs> they just don't want to be wrong, bro. That's all it is. They they but can't yeah. stand being wrong, bro. Facts. But yeah, man. damn. I think we can call it, bro. I think we can call it there. All right. <laughs> What's up, bro? A a a. I I I'll say, yeah, a a plus. All right, we we gonna we gonna have to come back with the. Uh, Western and Eastern Conference Finals predictions when those, because oh, yeah. that's gonna be some. That's those are gonna be that's gonna be the episodes for sure, bro. Because like, no matter, I'm not gonna like I said, I probably will show up to the episode and not even know who the fuck I think about is gonna win. Because realistically, yeah, bro, that, like, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be ultra fucking difficult. Facts, because like I said, with the current ones, is like Miami is beating the brakes off of Philly and. At what I just saw from the Bucks, they'll probably it'll probably end up in five, maybe six. But I'm like this this series. Who knows? Is hey, who knows, bro? I hey for real, because like I said the same shit about because <laughs> uh, regard. Yeah, bro. I'm not even gonna talk about it right now. We are gonna talk about it on the next jump. But yeah, like I'm a I'm a I'm gonna head out to jump, get my work done, then uh, you know, get back on my regular schedule. <laughs> Or, hey, I'll tell you on that. But uh, appreciate you having me once again, bro. It's always a pleasure. As always, man. Lisa, I, I'll get you up tomorrow. Like, not even on the podcast shit, just to say what's up. Nah, for real, definitely. But all right, bro, I'm, I'm going to keep in touch. All right, man. All right, be safe. You too.